Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Casket Life with Mike and Leo. What's up, bro? Dude, you're going to do it again, weren't you? I was going to do you it were again. You straight up going to do it again. I, did you hear me go, mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I just <laughs> cut you off, because we all know I'm good at that. Hey, you guys. We're back again uh, for you, and with us with a special guest one more time. Uh, we live for special guests, What man. do you mean, one more time? Yeah. We got we to gotta keep doing this all the time, otherwise we're out. Eventually, <laughs> eventually we're going to do it all the time. Uh, in Casket Studios... <laughs> We have. Uh, That's what this is, though. Yeah, Casket That's Life. That's what this is. Casket Life Studios. Dude, we you, have. You keep adding curtains, and it's just going to really keep. Like, it's going to keep. It's going to be adding this yeah. place, dude. Hey, but uh, in the studios today, we have Daniel. Hello, hello. I don't know how special I am, but uh, you're very I'm happy special. To be here. I'm happy dude, to be here. It's you're in the nice to meet you guys. You're in the guest spot right now. In brother. the guest spot in the dungeon. Hell yeah. Yes. In the bowels of Casgrit Studios. Hell, oh, I like that. The yeah. bowels of Casgrit Studios. I've heard that before, but yeah, oh. we can, you can use it too. Damn. All right. In the All bowels. Right. That's yours. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I like it. Royalty and, free. And uh, you know, full disclosure, we've been we've been sitting around here for a bit. The ice is melting. Let's get right to it, guys. Seriously, let's, let's get it. right to it. Mike, you brought a bottle for us today. I did bring a bottle. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. All right. So today, what I brought is something kind of interesting. It's called uh, John's Alabama Single Malt Whiskey. Mm. It's actually, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. the very first legal distiller in Alabama post prohibition. Post prohibition. Yep. Huh. And did it's, you know that? I did not. They no. call it Am- Alabama whiskey uh-huh. because it's actually a mix between bourbon and scotch. Get out of here. It's their blend. Really? No. Never had it before. Uh-huh. I'm assuming y'all never had it before. Nope. No. Nope. So let's crack this thing open. Let's I have a dumb question. On. What's that? Where There's the, no dumb questions where, in this place. Where bro. did the scotch come from? Yeah. Well, they might have imported some. Oh, oh so it's a blend. Pro- well, that's probably. What he said. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, a, if they said scotch and bourbon. That means it's a blend. Well, obviously, duh. <laughs> remember, remember, Dan, when I hey. said there's no stupid questions? Hey, uh, Leo yeah. just proved that right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm 100%. What are you, you going to do? You know, some people's kids. Yeah. We haven't even started drinking, y'all. Hey, and we're already it, asking questions like this. Hey, again, full disclosure, we've all had a full day already and we're, you know, convening that, here. That, that's for sure. Yeah, we're that's, convening that's after sure. after our, our regular duties, regular life. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, nice. Ooh. Nice. I like that. Look at all that. Dan, let me get that glass, brother. That was soothing to the soul. Absolutely. Wasn't it? There's something Absolutely. about that sound that you, just makes you go, You want okay, to drink that water or are you good? I'm good. Just pour it in. Yeah? Just pour it yeah. in. Look at him. He's like, just just get it done. We're all thirsty here. There there you that's go. a nice pour. Well, you know, you're the guest, brother. Well, thank you. Cool. So I got a question as we uh, mm-hmm. pour these drams. Um, you, you, you're saying, Dan, you've been friends with Leo for a long, long time? Right around For a bit, eight, right? Right around 18 years, yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. So that's a testament of how nice of a guy Leo is. See, now you, you totally <laughs> messed up, you totally messed up where I was going with this. <laughs> My question was going to be so how the hell are you still talking to his ass and then now you're sitting here well, in, in in the in the gallows, man. It's definitely him. Oh man. man, see now he's gonna talk nice about you, and I can't even do the show. You can't even do the show. Dude. <laughs> I can't even do the show, man. He took all my thunder. Hey, be careful how you treat me, cause he's closer to you, dude. I know, I know. He'll reach I know. out and pop you in the head. All right, all right. <laughs> he protected right. me. There you go, dude. Okay, let's let's just be honest. Even even our our, our listeners already have figured out. Everybody mm. likes Leo. Mm. Everybody likes Leo. Yeah. I've I've met a few that haven't. I've I've met a few that no, haven't. But nobody but, likes them. But you know what? Nobody likes them, bro. Yeah. It's Nobody a, likes them. I just get along. Hey, Danny over here, he, he, he's very similar, dude. I've no, I don't I don't know one enemy, one person I don't like you. So, 
Nice. Um, I'll keep that a secret. Yeah. Then. Well, I guess I guess I, <laughs> I guess I'm the only man in the room. I got plenty of people don't you like got, me. You got, plenty, <laughs> you got plenty of people. I got I got a line, bro. <laughs> Salute, gentlemen. Salute. Hey, Salute. Salute. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I do the ching. Hmm. That is very different. Very very interesting. Very different. That is not what I expect. So it definitely feels like a blend. Yes. Definitely feels like a blend. I'm thinking like, I don't know what to make of it. Like, a, like <laughs> honestly, a, no, I'm, I'm no, dude, dude. That's an honest response. No, no, because yeah. it's a very different. It's profile. Yeah. It's smooth. it's confusing me. It's, it's conf- smooth. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm trying to. I'm trying to detect the scotch, it, and I'm trying. No, to, I'm not getting the scotch. I'm, I'm trying to. But yeah, I, it's and not. Then well, the, the bourbon as well is just. I, all right. Well, that was the I'm first. Hard time. Okay, so, so Leo's doing it neat as mm-hmm. as he usually does. Mm-hmm. You and I got a nice. Uh, round sphere that Leo put together for us. So our profile is going to be a little bit different than yours, mm-hmm. but yep. The, only, the first thing that hits me is, yeah, that's a blend. It, yeah, it's definitely a blend. Right. My 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 palate and my mind is like confused. It's like, what's going on here? I, and I took a pretty big sip at first. I probably shouldn't have, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for round two here. Call John. Call John? Yeah. John Emerald? In Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll pick up. Does he right take now. collect calls? Did I just date myself? <laughs> Dude, do you remember that? <laughs> Back in the day, bro. <laughs> hey, Wait, you you had the girl girlfriend and then you you didn't the one phone at home was being used, and then you go to the corner and you had a, like a pocket full of change and you're just sitting there on the phone all night long filling it with coins. Yeah, I didn't have girlfriends growing up, but I know you did. You had some. <laughs> Shut up, man! Shut up! I know you spent. I know you spent. Dude, I used to be out there till like late. <laughs> I know you spent many nights, many evenings on the corner payphone. <laughs> oh my gosh! With a with a whole bunch of dimes and quarters. I, I remember a corner liquor store. I couldn't go into the liquor store, but I was a corner liquor store. And they had an outside phone booth, had a pocket full of change, calling, talking, dropping dimes, dropping dimes, dropping dimes, and there was one overhead bulb that sat over the roof that illuminated that one phone booth and it was like pitch dark at night. Hmm. It's not a good story for my mother. <laughs> my it, mother's going did like... Did it flicker? You know, like in those horror It movies. didn't flicker, but I like the effect that you're giving yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to say it's it did. It's kind of ominous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like to say that it did because it sounds better. Yeah, the picture in my in my mind just got better with the flicker it of the totally light. It totally did. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It totally did. <laughs> nice no, addition. No, it was well illuminated. <laughs> there was nothing bad ever happened. I just talked on the phone for... So, so interesting. I, I've been sipping a little bit more while you guys were talking. And um, interestingly enough... I am actually getting some, it's reminiscent of this guy right here, which I also have, which we'll talk about later, but, um, the Nika. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it later, I, I, but, uh, dude, that's, thanks for bringing that. That's, that's very so, interesting. No, it's a nice experience yeah. and it sits in my wheelhouse too. Cause as Leo knows, as far okay. as the ABV profile for me. I like to sit between 40 and 45, and that seems like it's right in so there. That's what he, so we kind of we, we rotate bottles that we bring in to kind of like in, kind of introduce new things. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, we've had a few drams before. Oh, just a few. Just a few. Just a few. So they're the traditional bottles that a lot of people are really familiar with. We've had, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's more or less trying to find unique experiences, right? right. Which is the kind of, what, I guess, what we're going through right now, right? Mm-hmm. And he did mention, and we kind of talk about when we have a guest, like, what's their profile like? You know, where... What's their sweet spot? What they're looking for, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's palate's different. So he mentioned that to you, mm-hmm. and then when I looked at this one, I thought this one might sit right, right in there. Yeah, so perfect. it does work. That it's not 
my profile mm-hmm. taste, mm-hmm. but I can appreciate it. Yeah. I can appreciate it. We're not really selling this bottle at all, are we? You know we're what? not going to get a sponsorship from Johns Alabama after this, brother. I'm <laughs> hey, just telling you, they're they're not they're probably not going to be first in line. They, they are not going to be first in line. And I've been to the great state of Alabama, and I'm going to tell you, it's a good experience. You been to Alabama, Dan? I've never been to Alabama. Good people, oh, really good barbecue. Oh, like really damn good barbecue. Yeah, really cool people. Um, just amazing houses for nothing compared to. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's California. That's, that for sure. Everywhere but here. Yeah, everywhere. Like Pretty much. Everybody, everywhere but Cali. But um, thank you, John, in Alabama. Yes. For this but, experience. But maybe, maybe they want us, if they want to send us a, like a single barrel or, you know, a little up to get. Some up to, with some more heat. Yeah. yeah. And, and then be like, hey, try this one, you know, <laughs> try to convince us. Hey, we're good with that. All we're right. good with that. Well, we could try, we could see. Daniel, so let's, you know, let's, uh, let's dive right into it, buddy. Hey, so. Mike, I, I think I mentioned it to you before that I had. Um, Actually, I'll talk to you, Daniel. Yes, please. <laughs> Not to Mike. Yes, please. <laughs> so uh, um, you talked to him too much already. When yeah. when we were putting, when Mike and I were putting this uh, Cascade Life podcasting idea together, mm-hmm. and I had uh, he had finally convinced me, and and uh, I was all in. Um, you know, we put our first recordings together, you know, no script and all that for the first, uh, first episode, well, the second episode too. Well, wait, we have a script now? No, we don't have a script. Okay. Now. <laughs> but <laughs> you say when we started, we had a script, we didn't have a script. I'm like, wait, I don't have one now. Well, <laughs> like the a, different, the a formatted guide. Or yes. So at least yeah, now we kind of have an, I- we have an idea with, there's no script, but we have an idea what we're going to talk about. We kind of just bounce off ideas with, with each other. Yeah. To, right. Yeah. Okay. But the the first one, we, there was nothing. We just turned, we just hit record and we started talking. But we needed some feedback. Mm-hmm. But we also didn't want to let the cat out of the hat, right? So I chose you. You were you did us the honor. It was my honor. Yeah, it was. You did me the honor of listening to it, our first one, and and I asked you for don't hold back feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The reason, let me tell you why I did it, in case you never even gave it any thought. Preach, brother. Yeah. First of all, um, I knew you had the background, mm-hmm. right? You had you had mentioned some to me. Some experience. You had them. some experience. Um, you have audio video, um, at least audio, a little bit of video uh, experience as yes. well. Yes, sir. You know a little bit about being behind, you know, the controls of an uh, audio of audio equipment and and lights and video and stuff because you do a little. Hobbying on the side, a little spinning, right? A little hobbying right? on the side. And uh, when I was active in the church, I was volunteering with the tech ministry. That's right. So, uh, what, what is that? What is tech ministry? Um, the lights, the uh, the front of house okay. sound for the band. So, I was on the so mission So, you were like board. on the AV team kind yes, of thing? Sir. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. Okay. There you go. AV. That's what I, that's a better, that's a better uh, use of um, acronym so, or whatever. And so, then home recording. So, so, messing around with that. So yeah. far... What you shared a little bit about what he said, mm-hmm. he was highly more qualified than the two of us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely more than you. <laughs> well, that's not really saying much. I mean, let's be honest. I basically just sat here and I'm like, Leo, what is the green wire for? <laughs> um, but yes, so you had the technical background. Um, your demeanor, your personality, you don't hold back if you're told not to. You can be nice, right? But you, you don't hold back if you're told not to and if you're comfortable with whatever you're talking about. And I feel like, you know, over our 18 year of knowing each other, I felt that, you know, we were cool like that, you know, that you definitely. could be definitely honest with me. Right. Definitely. Um, you guys want to hug? 
You have no idea. <laughs> On top of that, I felt that I can trust you. Right. Oh, that's a, that, coming from you, that, that, that means a lot. That did. It, no. mean, it meant a lot to me. No, that means a lot. So I felt that I can trust you not to, you know, that I said, hey, bro, this is just between you and me. I want you to, you know, I, I, I would love for you to give us the, uh, do us the favor of listening to this and give, you know, give us feedback. Uh, but don't tell anybody, you know, this is we're just, you know, we want we want to see if we even have anything. And, you know, you gave us the feedback um, and you were the one, my first, per, you know, my only person on my on my end. And uh, Mike had some people and I know yeah. some of our guys, some of our buddies are going to be pissed <laughs> or not pissed, but, you know, be like, hey, how come we didn't get to listen? You know, how come Danny? Yeah, Danny he, had got Leo to. got mad at me because I showed him like a half a dozen people. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm like, hey look, what I did, look what I did on Thursday. <laughs> Check this shit out. <laughs> but anyways, I wanted to thank you. I know I said it before, but I wanted to thank you formally, first and foremost, for doing that for us. Um, and then what did you think when I when I approached you with that? Wow. Well, on the spot. I know, right? That, that's Leo. <laughs> the short, the story I shared with you earlier right? before we started recording. Um, I was honored because I know it's a big deal. You know, something so personal. And you were passionate about it, and it, it the trust thing was the first thing that popped in my mind, because it, it's huge to ask somebody to do that, because you know you're you're kind of exposing yourself a little bit more, and uh, I was just honored that that you picked me to uh, just take a listen to it, that you wanted to share that with me, and I was I was honored, and when I got home, I did tell my wife about it, but I know that's she cool. Was, and cool. uh, she's like, oh, that's kind of cool. She's like, that's kind of a big thing. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was really neat. It was a great experience to uh, to feel that, you know, we had that connection and the relationship that, you know, you wouldn't trust me with something like that. And I would definitely, you know, do my best to give you the the most positive or, you know, truthful feedback that I could. Yeah. In no. Regard to it. It Thank great. you, brother. It was great. So did he complain about you? Because I didn't get. Uh, did you tell me the feedback? Yeah. You, you probably did. Yeah. Do I, I did. I don't remember. And then I, I we, we we compared notes and we I did. gave you the feedback and we made some adjustments over over you know over the uh, the time period over recordings it didn't happen overnight uh, but no he great dude your feedback was very very instrumental in us fine tuning this thing and you know we're still fine tuning oh yeah you know we still yeah. got stuff to go but well, clearly uh, you didn't hate it because you're here oh yeah <laughs> no. So that, that's that's a plus. That's a plus. That's a plus. No, and I and I've listened to your previous ones, and you know they're not short. They're not. So what are you talking about, man? <laughs> so hey, you know what? I really enjoyed them. What, the what content we, was what great. What we publish, the, the back and forth. When we publish, forth. it's like edited by like sixty percent of the content's gone. <laughs> hey, they're not short. I'm not going to say a name, yeah, but know, right? uh, I'm pointing over Dude, somewhere. They can't even see your finger pointing at me, and they already know. They already know. <laughs> they already know. They already know. So thank you for that, and. Um, I also, beyond that, even bef even before I had asked you to do that, I knew that I wanted you to be one of our guests. Okay? Really? Yes, wow. I already knew that before. Why? Why? And 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 for a lot of the reasons that we have mentioned before with our other guests is Daniel's just a cool dude, man. I appreciate that. He's man. just a good, good-hearted, cool dude, mm -hmm. um, hard worker, uh, trustworthy. Um, he, he gets the job done, mm -hmm. doesn't complain, mm -hmm. even if, you know, he has his, you know, we all have issues, you know, with ailments and this and that, whatever he, he's at work hobbling and he's still doing his job. And, you know, until he really, until the day that he's like, nah, I just can't do it today. Then he can't do it today. But other than that, he's there, bro. 
and uh, I appreciate your your uh, your 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 good character and your and you know your just good heartedness. Oh, all right. Thank you, man. Dude, cool. it's, appreciate it's, that. It's so fist bump. Yeah, fist pump. You, you guys are gonna hug again. The right dude, now. the dude yeah. is the dude is is uh, through and through cast grit, bro. That's awesome. Through and so, through cast grit. So obviously, with that that uh, intro, Leo knows you. <laughs> pretty fucking well yeah he uh so that's he's put that's up with me awesome. for 18 years yeah so, yeah like yeah. i said oh no we're, we're only here right now because of him yeah, yeah. okay I, oh, no. I didn't think you came here because of me so <laughs> i'm with you bro i'm with you but no i mean i, I don't the whiskey yeah so. well mm. yeah yeah free whiskey yeah free whiskey. free whiskey free whiskey free well we got some good bottles he's pulled out of here too we'll yep. get into those in a little bit but <clears throat> tell us a little bit about so when you you you, you got quote-unquote privileged to listen to one of the episodes, you obviously have a relationship with Leo and you've heard some side banter from him directly about the, the cast and stuff like that. And it sounds like you already have a little bit of experience with podcasting and AV and all that other thing like that. So tell me a little bit about when we asked you to come onto the show, what, what was it that you thought after listening to the episodes and hearing about our brand and whatever, that when you came on, you felt, okay, well, this speaks to me, you know, like what these guys are doing, you know, they talk freaking forever. I'm pointing at myself <laughs> and, and they're, they're chasing this idea. Right. Mm -hmm. And like Leo closed with all of his, his uh, comments about you that this guy's cast grit. Wh why do you think he's saying that? Well, just over our, our time together, you know, we've had tons of conversations we've mm -hmm. spent a lot of time together mm -hmm. Uh, we've sh shared stories and experiences and, you know, family related and work related. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, we we know a little bit about each other's past. You right. Know, not a lot, a lot, but enough, you know, that you that we've shared over time. And I, I have the same opinion of Leo. He's he's a great, solid, down to earth. Cast grit, dude, you know, and uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons why we mm -hmm. kind of gravitated to each other. Yep. You know, because in, in, in our line of work, you know, you meet a lot of people and, you know, different personalities. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's something special to um, be able just to be really close friends with somebody for so long, you know, and not get tired of each other. Right. You know, and right. and always willing to, to be there for a helping hand or a gesture. Sure, sure. Encouragement. Sure. And, you know, just hanging out talking about family and beliefs and upbringing you know it's a lot of similar stuff and, right you know it just resonates with me and when he told me about the podcast i was like that's amazing because you know even though i've had some shortfalls in, in my life and mm -hmm. you know i've had some bad behavior in the past you know mm -hmm. in my core my foundation that's always been there you but know where do you think it came from upbringing yeah. military my current job having people in my life that never gave up on me you know what what, what, what branch marine corps marine corps Hoorah. Hoorah. nice what uh what was your mls uh the number 6531 that was marine aviation ordinance so i Ooh. worked on helicopters he was in cobras nice so what we did was um in addition to you know loading the aircraft with whatever specific armament that they were going to utilize mm -hmm. that that particular flight mm -hmm. um troubleshooting maintaining repairing the the, the weapon systems because a lot of it was electronic laser guided um so that's what we did we how we, old were you when you enlisted i was i was a, a junior in high school my mom had to sign for me i was 17 and i wow. didn't go until the next yeah. year so when i went i was obviously 18 yeah 
And uh, so I spent six years in the Marine Corps, and the majority of it was here in California working mm-hmm. on helicopters, and that was great. So, it was a great experience. So I never served. <clears throat> I know both you gentlemen did. Um, I mean, that's casket right there. Mm-hmm. What do you think was your motivation at 17 years old to say, I want to go into the Marine Corps? And did you, I don't know that you necessarily picked that MOS. You kind of ended up in it or whatever. But what what was your motivation? What drove you to want to make that kind of a decision? Because that is a unknown uh, choice. You, you're making the choice based on brochures from recruiters <laughs> and, you know, the great videos and the TV shows and stuff like that. Full metal jacket. Whatever it right? is, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. And at 17 years old, well, I mean, we all remember, right? We thought we knew, we knew, we thought we knew fucking oh, everything. Yeah. All you, teenagers like, oh, dude, know. I got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about yeah, it. I got it. I got everything. it. So, you know, I'm seeing a theme here uh, of the kind of personality that you had. What do you think was it that said, you know, Ma, this is what I want to do? I don't know if you were paying attention to my face while you were leading up to asking me that question. You were smiling a bit. Oh, no. I've been chomping at the bit. <laughs> I, loved, I love telling the story of why. Go ahead, Leo. I was just going to say, I, you were chomping at the bit, because, and I'm over here like, come on, dude. You asked the question. You started asking the question like two weeks, two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> why are you still friends with this guy? Dude, I'm at, I wanted to ask you the same question, but then you guys all start hugging well, and does, shit so I can fucking... He, he took all the thunder out of my freaking question. He no. doesn't treat me like that. Hey, well, I you love your what? question because... You, you, you know him 18. I've known him over 30, so that's my problem. Hey, Mike, I love your question, honestly, because that's what I was going to ask him, too. So, hey, brother... We're, hey, we're here that, together for a reason. Yeah, that, that's that's why we're sitting here in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't because of your looks. Uh, the swel- oh the sweltering, the sweltering. Look at him; he's already he's already he's oh, sweating. Yeah. I'm I'm sweltering. Ready so to answer. Back to the question. Yeah, back okay, to the question. So it it was way before I was 17 years old. Um, I'm from a small town in in South Texas. My town's called Victoria. Uh, industrial type town, you know, not not too, not too uh, flashy. Uh, we didn't grow up um, very financially stable you know mm-hmm. we're, we're poor we lived in the traditional brick red brick projects and the bad side of town copy that um so one year i i remember i don't remember exactly how old i was i was somewhere between uh eight and ten years old okay so i, re- I remember um uh, i don't know where i was in the house but i remember my mom calling me she's like daniel daniel come here you know, and I'm like, yeah, he's like, come up. Finally, I'm like, hey, mom, what's up? You know, not exactly like that, but I'm yeah, like, I got yes, it. ma'am. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and she's like, somebody's at the door and they're asking about you. And so I was trying to think back. I'm like, what did I do? Right. That right. Somebody's knocking on. And, <laughs> Who and, followed me home? And my mom's saying someone's asking for me. So at and first you're like, I was how old again? Between eight and ten. You know, I was, I was a young dude. You know? Okay. But I mean, you there, know, there aren't that back, many choices at eight nine. Back ten. then, you know, we used to just be able to run around and. Do oh whatever. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, different. Yeah, dude. You know, throwing rocks. You, you just come back for dinner. Windows, you just you know, come back for dinner. It's whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, I I go to the door, and. Uh, I remember it vividly. Um, it was a screen door with an old wooden frame. Mm-hmm. You know, pushed the door open, and it, as it creaked open, mm-hmm. there was just massive giant of a person, this man standing right in front of me. You know, and it was just like in a movie. You know, the sun was to his back, so okay. you know, all I see was this just look ominous. This ominous silhouette, right? Yeah. Huh. A- am I too close? Too far? No, you're good, okay. bro. You're good. So, uh, just do you, man. You know, when I when I looked at him, you know, I see this this giant guy uh-huh. you know and at first i didn't know what it was but you know it was a a, a guy in his dress blues he was a marine huh. you know he had all these shiny badges and medals on his uniform got it 
he he looked the quintessential yeah marine yeah you know manly kind of dude yeah so he was in charge like he had nine years old bro that's impressive he had some authority to him Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so i remember after i opened the door i looked up and i'm like yes sir and he looks down at me he's like are you daniel not smiling or anything he's like are you daniel i'm like yes sir and um he kneels down and uh to my level right so now we're now we're eye to eye and uh he's like hi i'm I'm so-and-so from the United States Marine Corps. I, I can't remember his name. Yeah. I'm so-and-so from the United States Marine Corps, and I have a present for you. And so he hands me this gift, huh. and uh, the gift was, are, are you guys familiar with the, I know you are, but the Toys for Tots. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was a recipient of no uh, Toys shit. for Tots. Yes. And uh, so I I was like, whoa, this is awesome. You know, I, I, Oh, this is a hell of a story. Oh, man. man this, thank you for sharing this. No, thank you for asking. It, I love sharing the story. So, you know, he, he, he hands me, he's like, Merry Christmas, Daniel, from the United States Marine Corps. He's like, your mom and your dad are so proud of you. Wow. He's like, so we, we'd like to offer, you know, this to you. Merry Christmas. And we wanted to know if you would like to uh, spend some time with us and go on a hayride with us. Hmm. So they had a, a big old pickup truck on the street uh-huh. with a trailer full of hay bales. And a bunch of kids were already loaded on it. So I was just next in line. Nice. So, and I remember grabbing the toy and I'm like, thank you so much. And I look for my mom. I'm like, mom, can I go? She's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I asked yeah. for her permission. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't even think I gave him a chance to stand up. Right. I just ran past him. <laughs> right. And I jumped on the thing, me and my brother and my sisters. Wow. Or dude. not my, not my sisters because they were too young. So me and my brother, maybe my, one of my sisters, you know, we got to go on a hayride and, dude. you know, we went around the neighborhood and. Man, it was the best thing. So that stuck with me for the longest well, time. Well, hell so yeah. I was like, Marines. I love the Marines. The yeah. Marines are awesome. Yeah. And, um, excuse me. So, you know, fast forward. Um, my brother, my older brother, who who's passed away now, but um, he joined the Marine Corps right out of high school. Mm-hmm. So I looked up to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's my big brother. That's my mm-hmm. older brother. How How much older? Uh, three years older than me. Got it. So I was like, he's a Marine. He's joining the Marines. That's awesome. I love the Marines. Mm. And so uh, that kind of that kind of added on, of course, you know, mm-hmm. to the, to this, you know, this draw that I had to the Marine Corps. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he he was he went during the time of uh, Desert Shield. Desert Shield. Desert Storm. Desert Shield. Desert Storm. Yep. And so, um, you know, I remember the day that. You know, bef- the day before he was going to leave, you know, he came by to mm-hmm. to say bye and spend some time with him. And mm-hmm. like at first, I didn't really know how to process it. Right. And uh, but I knew where he was going. And I, I, I was I knew that, OK, you know, you're in the Marines. Marines are, are badass. You know, mm-hmm. we go to war mm-hmm. and, and you're like fight. 15 at this time. We protect the country. Like that, right? yeah, yeah, I was uh, junior high school or no junior high, freshman high school. Or something yeah, like yeah, something like that. And so he goes. And so I was like, oh, man, that's cool. You know, so. Mm-hmm always thinking of that and just being so proud of him and then just having the the feeling in my heart that i had for the marine corps you know when it was coming time for for me to make a decision Mm -hmm. what was i gonna do Mm -hmm. um that was always in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. and uh you know i didn't do too well in school so i knew um college wasn't gonna be a (laughs) an outlet or a thing for me Uh i get it you know but i really had this urge i'm like man i want to 
I want to do that. You know, uh-huh. I want to serve my country and, you know, I want to follow my brother's footsteps, you know, and we also had relatives that served in Vietnam and the Marine Corps and in the mm-hmm. army. And, you know, I had an uncle in okay. the army and history and uncle, another uncle in the air force. So, you know, military thing was, was yeah. a very positive thing in, in our family. Going. Yeah, it was great. Great examples, great influences. And then, um, I remember coming home one day and I was like, mom, I, I need you to come with me. She's like, where are we going? I'm like, I need you to take me to the recruiting office. She's like, for what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I want to join the Marine Corps and I'm too young to sign up by myself. So can you please come with me? And she didn't even bat an eye. She's like, you got it. If that's wow. what you want to do. Let's do it. So she drove me over there. We did the thing. I signed up. And then uh, I remember walking out like I felt so proud. That's pretty cool. You know, it was I just had this great feeling in my heart and I was just like so ready to do it. So that whole time, you know, from from junior year to senior year to graduation, mm-hmm. I was all about it, man. Just mm-hmm. Marine Corps, I'm going to join the Corps, mm-hmm. you know, so I would do their PT, you know, training, exercising mm-hmm. and go to all their events. I'd hang out at the office, mm-hmm. volunteer, whatever they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it was eight days, eight or ten days after I graduated, I was here in San Diego wow. for boot camp. Wow. So yeah. for those of you that that don't know, the Marine Corps, at least back then, I don't know. I think it's still the same. Uh, they split the country in half, right? And they used the Mississippi River. Yes, sir. Right? Yep. And if you're, if you're coming from a state that's east of the Mississippi, you go... You go to boot camp in um, North Carolina. uh, Yeah, Paris Paris Island, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're west of the Mississippi, everybody comes to boot camp in San Diego at at uh, MCRD Mm -hmm. Marine Corps uh, Marine Corps Recruit Depot, uh, San Diego. Mm -hmm. And so, being in Texas, you ended up here, right? And lucky enough, you got to stay. I did. I did, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, man, I loved it. It was. uh, It had its challenges. You know, well, yeah, I bet. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a, it was a great experience. I met a lot of people. I did a lot of growing up. Yeah, you know, because I never thought that I was gonna leave Little Victoria. That little Victoria. You know, yeah. you would see California on TV and all the shows and stuff. Yeah, and it was just like another planet. Mm-hmm. And then I remember getting off the plane. It's like, what? What am I doing? Oh my gosh, wow. this is nuts! I've yeah. never been on a plane. I get there, you know, and. It was it was just a surreal experience. And then uh, I see, you know, as I'm walking through the baggage claim, I see a, a Marine and camouflage utilities with the campaign cover just standing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, he sees me. He makes eye contact with me and he just kind of does this motion with his hand. Like, come <laughs> over here. <laughs> come, come here, fresh meat. <laughs> you know, so, you know, he's like, good evening. I'm like, good evening, sir. How are you? He's like, good. He's like, so uh, are you here for the Marine Corps? I was like, yes, sir. He's like, okay. He's like, just uh, take your items and uh, just walk over here, and you know, we'll we'll get you all checked in, and uh, we'll wait for the bus. We have a few other people that we're waiting on. Yeah. He's like, so just relax, you know, and you know, we'll be on our way in shortly. Little did I know, you know. <laughs> yep. After we waited for everybody to get there, night had already fell. Yep. And uh, so I was I was kind of comfortable. I was like, okay, this is exciting. This is cool. Right. And then uh, so we're all standing in a few couple lines, you know. Yep breast you know shoulder to shoulder standing in line uh waiting to get on the buses you know so finally everybody showed up and he's like okay you guys ready we're about to get on our way he's like go ahead and get on the bus <laughs> and so we get on the bus you know we sit down you know and uh 
the windows were up. They were kind of, it seemed like they were tinted. So yeah. it just looked really dark on the bus. Yeah. And, you know, and the guy driving the bus, the bus driver, he didn't make contact with anybody. He just had his head down, you know, because, you know, he knew what was going to yep. happen. And so as soon as uh, everybody got on the bus, you know, one of the drill instructors walked on the bus, the doors closed. And all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, like, is, is this like Full Metal Jacket? It's similar, yeah. You know, um, I just remember this guy storming up and down the middle aisle. Was he whispering to you? Bladed hands, elbows everywhere, spit flying, red face, beat red, and just screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> and like excuse my language but my wills came up to my throat you know what i'm saying it was yeah it was no, it, hell got, yeah. it got real right yeah. there yeah yeah and uh did you have a moment where you were like shit exactly that's what, what exactly did I, I said do? i'm like shit what did i just get myself right. into yeah. right and you know that's like scared I, straight. I looked to the guy to my left and he's shaking and oh. i was like oh my gosh you know and this guy just the whole time so the bus starts to move and it seems like we're driving around for like 20 minutes and you know being brand new to san diego yeah i did not know that marine corps recruit depot was just right across the fence oh, yeah. from the san yeah, diego yeah, airport yeah, yeah. exactly so, it's like right there you know so it's dark you know we go driving around you know we take a couple ramps and then you know we finally exit again and then we go and then it's just dark it just gets dark all of a sudden yeah you know and then i i'm kind of peeking out the my eye inside of the window and i can see that okay we're we're going through this fence so the street lights go from like white to yellow yep and then it's like nothing <laughs> <laughs> and so you know we're, we're driving up and then um you can hear you know you can hear the brakes from the buses ahead of you you know you hear the air and yeah. you know the grinding and the squeaking yeah and so uh you hear that and then the door opens and then it seems like a thousand drill instructors just flooded this bus and they're screaming at the top of their lungs grabbing people to get them off the bus and at the same time they're saying you better not touch me but there's like a thousand of them on there and, and there's like a hundred of us trying to get off the bus, you know, so they're, they're just scaring the crap out of you. And then, you know, you finally make your way out of the bus and then like you could finally breathe for a second. But then you see this line of drill instructors and they got their hands on their hips, you know, their chest is out right, right. and they're wearing their covers and right, you know, it's, right. like, it's you down could barely see their yeah, eyes. Right it down. was like ominous is the word of the day. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're just sitting there and you're like, Oh my God. And then, you know, you just, trying to find a pair of the yellow footprints to stand on yeah and then you know that was it they just all hell broke loose again and it was crazy so isn't it interesting how something that happened you know so long ago mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. at least 20 years ago at least oh yeah yeah so just just say at least 20 oh, well, years almost ago. 30 because oh, yeah okay close. okay so maybe almost 30 mm -hmm. the detail it's in that pivotal, story, well, it's a pivotal moment. Man. It, it's yeah. So any person that was has ever experienced that, not to have that detail, right? Because it's just it's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. nothing. <clears throat> it's etched like it. it. It questions what it questions your decision at that time. Like, what the heck did I? Yep. Did I do the right thing? And in that <laughs> moment, I realized I wasn't a a kid anymore. You know, I was, or, I was, or, or I was, you weren't going to be for very no, much no, no, no. Yeah. I was transitioning yeah. to something yeah. different. Something That's different. right. You know, that's right. At that moment, you're like, oh, this is real. It's all, and real. I, I can't get out of it. And I don't want to get out of it because I'm not going to, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to embarrass myself or my family. Mm. I'm going to see this mm. through that. Mm. And we're going to go for it. Even that, though I was scared shitless, mm -hmm. 
I bam. I had mm-hmm. that resolve. I already knew then that I was like, nope, this is this is my thing, and I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm so gonna the, see this through. Yeah. So the people that mattered to you mattered for you to finish mm-hmm. because your decisions affected them. Oh yeah. And it was a comment on them because they're family. Yes. And that that's a driver, man. Yes. That'll push you. You know. Um, so if you think back on that now, well, obviously you thought back on it right now, telling me the story. But when you think back on that today, what do you? What does that point in your life? Like, does it matter to you in what you do today? Does I, it have an effect on? Like, I think it has a huge significance on what I do today. You know, because you know my profession. It's uh, it's very challenging. Yeah. And uh, you you need to be um, someone who has you know good values. Right. Excuse me. <clears throat> have good values and just have a, a core of a foundation of, you know, doing the right thing, mm-hmm. being purposeful, um, being willing to help anyone at it, any time and, you know, being able to stand up for someone that mm-hmm. can't stand up for themselves. Is that the yeah. motivator to help? It's a, it's a big one. It's a big one. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not everybody has that. What, what, I'm just gonna say. Yeah. What's your What was your What's your question? Um, you're specifically, not, you're not listening to me. No, I am. I know. I I heard your question. <laughs> I, he nodded off for a second. It seemed like. <laughs> what, what, I, I'm what? not the best at telling stories. I, I, I know that. <laughs> so where Where are we in the story? <laughs> wait. Are we still Are we still at MCRD? Wait. Where are we? Yeah. <laughs> no. I was taken back, dude. No. What I was What I was trying to. You know what? I, I got you. Yeah, no. You're right. You back. were probably taken back. You You're having yourself a moment over yeah. there for a little bit. Um. I'm just like, he's sharing some very powerful stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old standing there and having this huge dude all decorated up. Looks out of like out a comic book, right? Look like a oh, superhero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, superhero. Yeah. Superhero. Straight up, without exaggeration. Yeah, without exaggeration. You're yeah. standing there, look at him, and you, you know, you, I appreciate your sharing. You know, you didn't, you didn't grow up with, you know, a lot of affluence, a lot of meat, a lot of resources and so forth. And this guy comes in his shiny uniform representing our country right um and then he he does something for you that is amazing you know he gives you an experience you couldn't have paid for Mm -hmm. you can't pay for that experience nope you can't that's very very impressionable and then it kind of carries you right and then when you get old enough you have a brother who who does this and then you go and do that and then i just see kind of like you know i i I kind of alluded to it before there's kind of like this underlying theme in who he is right Mm -hmm. and it's obvious given all the setup that you did about who he is and your guys's connection and so Mm -hmm. forth but there's this kind of the underlying pinning of you wanting to do the right thing to be the right kind of person and when you see an opportunity or you see um uh uh a particular type of uh behavior or uh, a career or anything that gives you the opportunity to do something that has honor and that can be respected not only for you but for your family Mm -hmm. and that you can do right by other people and maybe make a difference um that that's that's some casket shit right there absolutely 100 percent. so hey man i commend you bro that's a really awesome story appreciate that and uh you know people could have taken that a different route you know, yeah. I'm always looking on the dark side, right? <laughs> I'm always going to the dark side. Kid could have been like, damn, this is cool, but why did he bring me this? That kid got that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. He could have been like that. It's like, oh, you know, that was cool. When did they come back? They didn't come back next year. Yeah. So, oh, so now I'm not good enough? Right. And they get pissed off, right? Right, yeah. And then you get older and you see your brother do it and you're like, well, I want to do that. 
so so that kind of leads into my question my next question um when you're giving us a little bit of, about your background before you even hit the Mar- uh you had the marine corps experience you're already you were already flashing back to some memories and you were you know talking to your mom and you were into the into the marine and you were already saying sir and ma'am yes at a young age yes where does that come from from my parents from my upbringing you know not necessarily being from texas you know but i think you know being from the south okay. that's yeah that's, you know that's that's a huge thing to respect so we got that from being from um, the south and then my parents, you know, they were they were hardworking people. Mm-hmm. My dad always uh, did his best to provide for us, you know. But we were it was instilled that you be respectful, you have manners, mm-hmm. you say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, thank you, please, mm-hmm. may I, all that stuff before you did anything. And if you didn't, or if you talk back, you know, they paint your back porch red. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. You know, for those who don't know what that means, you know, you get a whooping <laughs> yeah. of some sort. There was consequences. There was consequences, and uh, it was just a thing. Yeah, it was it was not negotiable, and there was never a question of how you should respond or how you should act. Yeah, we were kids, you know, yeah. growing up. You know, you're gonna you're gonna fall short sometimes, you know. But for the majority of it, you know that that was the thing. You know, you you were respectful to everybody. Yeah, it didn't matter if they were your parents, if it was an adult, if it was a police officer. If it was anyone of some authority over you, mm-hmm. you said yes or no, sir. You had that respect. And back then, it got back to mom really quick that uh, if you were disrespectful to somebody. Oh, because you, you lived know, cause in a small we town. We lived in a small, smaller town, and mm-hmm. especially in our neighborhood, everybody knew everybody. Hmm. And all you had to do was pick up that phone. Mm-hmm. And before you got home, they already knew what you did or what good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you grew up with uh accountability yes Yes. right not just from your own family but from the little town you were from from community from the community you know and it was an amazing thing because we didn't live in the best of areas you know so there was stuff that went on you know there was there was gangs just people doing dumb stuff yeah yeah but still there was good people there there was good people in that neighborhood and you know they made sure that you know the best that they could if if they knew you or if they knew your family, you know, they were going to help hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. That's dude. Yeah. That is so but you, awesome. You, you can be, a, people can hold you accountable and you cannot care. You well, can still do your own thing. That's you, true. Right. That's true. So there's still something innate in the person that it matters that you're, you do the right thing. Oh yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to disappoint my parents that, that, and you know, that, I, that, I wanted them to know that I loved them. Right. And right. That was partly, how you showed it you know you did what you were told yep you were the good respectful person yep. and you know you tried your best not to get in trouble yep. and so. yeah but, but like like he's saying that was you specifically there could be more like your siblings like we've talked about it before just because your siblings and one person's like that doesn't mean they're all going to be like that right right so it really does come down. you know you guys all got the same you know same or similar upbringing but everybody doesn't come out or feels the same way so somehow some way you already had it in you to not disappoint you know to at least not not to not disappoint but like to hey i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna you know show my my appreciation or or my respect you know to my elders Mm -hmm. and you know and and that sort of thing so um so yeah dude that's 
I found that interesting because I was like, wow, he's already saying ma'am and sir. And that's kind of how, you know, we were we were brought up to respect your elders. Right. Yes. yes. The world society has changed. I agree. Right. And it's maddening. Maddening. It is now, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's changed. But <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm sitting here in a room with two really quality human beings and I'm thinking about some of my behaviors in my life and I'm remembering when we were young and you would always do the right thing. Mm. Uh, you know, when we all wanted to go sneak out and mm-hmm. get into some trouble, <laughs> he goes, I can't, my parents aren't, my, my, my parents said that I have to be home. And then we're like, yeah, I know your parents said you were going to be home, but we're going to go at like 10 o'clock. They w- they'll be asleep. And he's like, no, my parents said I can't go. And we're like, okay. So he wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're like out being idiots. And you always made that choice, you know, and and you sound like the same kind of cat. Like you, you guys wanted to do (laughs) the right thing, right? Yes. We wanted to do the right thing. Now, granted, granted, I was in a circle of predominantly, you know, we had a couple of deviants like myself, um, but predominantly good people, good people, good quality human beings. I Mm -hmm. mean, when I say we messed around, I mean, we messed around. Yeah. Who does it? It was innocent. innocent. I mean, we weren't, we weren't exempt from that. Yeah. I I mean, everybody screwed around. Right. I mean, I wasn't sitting in handcuffs waiting for, you know, a parole officer. That is true. I wasn't doing any of that. Not even close. I've never even seen the inside of a cell. So what I'm saying, just being stupid, right? The teenager stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. But the point is, is that when I had, I'm just being devil's advocate here. When I had the choice to do the right thing, and even though it was maybe the right thing for my parents, I oftentimes was highly motivated to do the fun thing mm-hmm. or the thing that was interesting. Yeah. And that drove me more chasing that next experience more than what I thought sometimes was boring and going, yeah, I know what the right thing is, but I, I did that yesterday. Now what am I going to do? I'm going to do the other thing. Yeah. I've always been fascinated. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things I think that, Honestly, I think works for the show, and I think it works. Um, you know, in the thirty-plus years that Leo and I've been buddies, mm-hmm. um, is this co- this this kind of little bit of a dynamic, where I really look up to, and and this show gives me, uh, me personally, I'm sharing mm-hmm. an opportunity to meet people like yourself, um, like mm-hmm. Leo, who who have this kind of innate uh, quality, and this grit, to do the right thing, to do the thing that matters most that's most important in the long haul Mm -hmm. because that's the right thing to do, even though it's boring, even though it's not the cool thing to do or the fun thing to do. And I often didn't make those choices. Um, So it's interesting to hear the stories that you're sharing that were a part of that evolution. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to argue that I think that there's just an innate thing that was kind of always there. And every time you got put in a position, (laughs) you just kind of went back to who you are, right? Went back to who you are. And then that's why you, you decided to do what you did, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's awesome. And we need more people like that, for sure. Um, I, I got to share a, a quick quick experience that I had um, over the weekend that goes right back to what you're saying. And um, I was at my daughter's first uh, high school football game, right? And I went there, and I wasn't planning on going. It was a last minute decision. I ended up going, and I'm sitting by myself. You know, the wife took it, um, couldn't make it, so uh, she stayed home. But I'm there by myself. My daughters are with all with her friends. You know, having a great time. Uh, my youngest is her first exp- You know, she's a freshman, so it's her first experience. So, you know, I wanted to be there around, right? Oh, as, I remember As a protective well. daughter, right? Football games were so fun. Okay, dude. So, so 
A lot I'm of there, opportunities. sitting by myself. I, I didn't plan any. You know, like I said, I didn't plan it, so I'm not with any other parents or adults. I saw people out there mm-hmm. that I knew, and I said hi to them. Mm-hmm. But I said, but I was in a, I was sitting in a place where all the teenagers, or well, everybody, was passing in front of me. But all the teenagers, you could hear them, and it was so funny to hear to see the groups that would because I had a view. I was I was standing away from the bleachers, but I had a view of the field. But if people stopped to look, they would block my view. It was so funny how many groups of kids, boys and girls, would stop. And there was one person in the group that was aware of their surroundings, conscious of what was going on. They look back and they see me and they see me stand up and they would be like, oh, hey, guys, let's move over here. We're blocking his view. That's awesome. And I identified myself with each and every single one of them Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. I was that. I was that. I was that person. No, you were. I was that person. You were. And there would be like some of them would like, would like okay, whatever, and turn yep. around. But then yep. the other ones were like, oh, let's move to the side, you know. Yep. But there were, every single group had one person that was always like, right. oh, hey, we're blocking their view. Let's move to the right. side. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I wasn't. I wasn't alone. It's, it wasn't just me. There's there's more of us out there. Yeah. You know, that were just like me. So it was kind of cool to take me back to our time because yeah. I was that person. No, you were always that person. You, were, I was. Yeah. You were always, I, I was not. But, but to, to you your point too, you brought, you chasing that fix, that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that hey, uh, hey, excitement. Don't, don't make me sound like an addict. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it brought me out of my comfort zone. And it did. And it did. It was exhilarating to me as well. Yeah. yeah. As long as I was, I was like, okay, you know what? Every now and then I would take that risk. And you would do it vicariously sometimes. I would. You would be like, all right, so. I'm not going to go and do the stupid shit you're going to go do, <laughs> but why don't you go ahead and tell me about tell all me the shit it. you did, and oh. when you come back, and then he listens to it, and he's like, like oh, my God, awesome. that was amazing. That was, good. <laughs> that was so cool. And then as soon as we're done talking and I go home, he's like, that was stupid. I'm never going to do that because he sees the result. Mm-hmm. He was always really good yeah. at not screwing up and letting other people screw up and going, all right, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew so it. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to, I'm just going to argue. I contributed a little bit to that list. That's okay. I, I contributed a little bit to the list of like, yeah, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, no. I, 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 I contributed and you, you do identify with those kinds of kids. And I'm, I, you guys touched on something I'm gonna, and I'm going to stop talking. No, I'm not. But, um, <laughs> The world, I think, is different now because, like you said, you physically stood up, occupied three-dimensional space, and that child was affected by your presence, so thereby affected by what they were going to behave like. In today's day and age, these social interactions, all these things, take place behind the Mm. Mm ever-protective LCD screen and Mm. IP address, right? Mm -hmm. And you can be whatever you want to be behind that wall and have no consequence right we talked about this in a cast long ago yeah it's consequence right you signed up for the military and then gung-ho you spent time you you signed up early i mean before you got on before those guys got on that bus no one could have convinced you you made a wrong decision you were all in Mm -hmm. And then the moment you were sitting in three-dimensional space and those men occupied your space and you felt all five senses firing at the same time, you were like, holy shit, what did I just sign myself up for? Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You had all the time in the world to figure it out, but you didn't know it until you did it. 
until you were there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that is affecting us today is that not enough people, we talked about this a bunch of times, there's not enough consequence Consequence. to what you do because you can go hide. True. You can go hide. Absolutely. It's true. So true. Um, I'm privileged to know a uh, a little bit about you and about, you know, a little bit about your life and, and, you know, things you've gone through we've talked about and stuff like that. Um, You about to get deep? Uh, not necessarily. All not right. necessarily. That's fine. I was just going to get comfortable. <laughs> if he takes another sip, then you know it. I might. He, 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 might, he might get deep. I'm, I'm, I'm toying with the idea. He, he might get deep. I could see it. I could see it rolling around I, in there. I'm yeah. toying with the idea. Yeah, but he's it. spinning his glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is. But um, I know that you have gone through some adversity, like anybody else. But, mm-hmm. you know, you've specifically gone through some stuff you've shared with me. And you can go into a story, if you'd like, about any single one of those. But can you go into a little bit more about... You know why it is. What keep what gets you going? What keeps you moving? You know, you know. Obviously, you have a family now. You're yes. you know you know moving forward. You're married and, and and have a family. What keeps you going every day? Man, it it's an easy and a tough question at the same time. It is. Uh, it's an open ended question. So oh I'm sorry. yeah, it's you a know because because there there are tons of things that you can say, and then there's stuff that you don't want to accidentally omit. But most importantly, um, you know, I, I've I've shared with you that I've had, you know, problems, you know, in my adult life, you know, uh, as far as uh, being toxic to relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it was hard. It was um, I was at my lowest point. Okay. But even still, the the person that I, I hurt the most was the one that was most supportive, mm. the most loving, mm. the most caring, and the most forgiving. And, you know, it, it made me realize how much of an idiot that I was being and mm. the behavior that I was um, engaging in was for no reason at all it was selfish you know it was uh it was a lie and um just being surrounded and and just having all this love i'm sorry i keep getting close no it's okay all this love poured on me you know it it just it it floored me you know Mm. like here 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 i am I i made some mistakes but you love me mm-hmm. and you love God mm-hmm. that much to show me forgiveness, mm-hmm. to offer me forgiveness and love. No questions, um, just full 100%, even though you're hurting as well. Yeah. You know, you're still, you, you're focusing all that on me because you want me to be better. Mm. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, yeah. you know, That's- and, you know, it, it it just made me realize that, you know, it's it's not about me. Hmm. You know, you you make a commitment to God. You make a commitment to, you know, the person that you love to your family. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all that matters. That's all that you're here for. And uh, it, it just really brought things into perspective and you know i carry a lot of guilt from that 
and um but every day from the moment that you know that that was going on till now i continually get love you know and motivation and support and you know i feel cherished and loved and i feel i don't know it's just an an overwhelming feeling you know that um that I, I know I don't deserve it, but you know it's all for me, and you know they're they're doing this for me, and it's it, that's what's keeping me going, you know, because I almost lost the most important things in my life, mm-hmm. you know, for selfish reasons, you know. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say to be brutally honest, bro. Is it guilt, or is it the inspiration of the unconditional love? Oh it, no, it's it's not the guilt that that's keeping me. Uh, going and that what what motivates me you know the the guilt keeps me grounded oh that's but, good that's but a good point. the um the love and the affection mm-hmm. and the appreciation and every other word that describes you know some type of uh love for you mm-hmm. all that applies you know i get that every single day and i never want to ever cause any kind of uh sadness or anything like that ever to the to these people that i love and you know d- that's what that's what keeps me going okay because you know i made a commitment to god i made a commitment to this person and to my family and i want to i want to be the person that god intended for me to be mm-hmm. and i want to be the person that my wife fell in love with i want to be the person that my son looks up to and admires you know and i want to be the person that you know people want to be my my friend mm-hmm through thick and thin through uh, every part of, of this journey and you know just i don't want to be a negative thing i want to be a positive thing so in an old school way you're i say old school because this term isn't used anymore you're a you're a man of your word of your commitment you you honor you want to honor that and show it back I do. Even though I had that lapse, I I'm on that grind to, you know, to yeah. prove to them, to prove to myself, to prove to everybody. And I know everybody else's opinion doesn't matter, but my the opinion of my family of me does. Yeah, yeah of you course. Know, and, and I want them to be proud of me and I want them to love me, you know, and I want them to know that I love them with all my heart and I'll do anything for them. Yeah. But remember, you don't have to prove you it's not about proving anything to anybody else. You got to prove it to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's you. You have to prove it to first and foremost. Um, and then that everybody else comes after, you know, it comes naturally. It comes, you know, after you do it to yourself and, and, and thank you for sharing that. That's, that's a lot to share. So, so I'm confused. Yeah. So I, this is, we're talking about your, your relationship with your family. Correct. And then you going through a struggle in that, in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so I'm with you. And you talk a lot about your faith, right? Yes. That's, that's a very important part of it. Yes. Um, I, I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think, Leo, you are a little bit, right? I, I am. Yeah, you're a I religious am. person. Yeah. So I'm not a religious person at all. But I, I can appreciate how that is an important part of a person's life um, because it, it's just a fulfilling thing and it, and it gives purpose and it gives like vision and so forth. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think that the faith that you have is tied in also 
to this idea of you wanting to be the best version of yourself, not only for your faith, but also for your family. And they all kind of work together to help you be that, that person. Cause you, you kind of were commenting about wanting to be the right person for your family. And then you talked about your faith in the same thing. So for someone who isn't a religious person, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for some of us who may not be when yeah, we're listening. No, great yeah. point. Um, great point. I, I'm not really sure how they both go together. So it would be interesting to hear from you when you're going. What, it sounds like you went through a struggle. And you don't need to tell us the details. Oh, yeah. That's private. Um, plus, I don't want your wife to kill you. Um, so <laughs> so when you're talking about, you know, the struggle, because that's really what matters. The details aren't really that's mm-hmm. nobody's business. But when you go through a struggle, there's a separation that takes place. Right. Mm-hmm. Because things are, you think things are okay, and then all of a sudden you realize they're not, and then you're like, well, what the fuck happened? I thought everything was fine, and then you, everybody starts calling you out on shit that you did, and you're like, well, I didn't mean it that way, and I wasn't thinking about it that way, or whatever. And then there's these consequences, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to be a better person. And then this, the whole faith thing comes in. So for you, when you were dealing with all of this, did you feel that the, your, your faith and, and your religion was a very big part of the process? as you work through your relationships and, and healing them and getting to a point where you are today? Yeah. The, the faith, uh, is the foundation of it for you, for, for me and my wife, you know, um, first and foremost, you know, that that's all that matters. Okay. Is, uh, your relationship with the Lord and and your salvation, you know, and secondly, you know, you're, you're called to do certain things. You're called Mm. to be specific things. You're called Mm. to live a certain life and, you know, and the and the whole aspect of marriage, you know, you're supposed to honor that. Mm. It's not a contract; it's mm-hmm. commitment. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the core. Good, bad, yeah, exactly. Good or bad, thick and thin. You know, yep. you're in it, and yep. you know, no matter what, yep, you gotta you gotta stay the course. You gotta hold your ground. Yeah, you know, and you have to defend your space. Yep, you know, and I came to a moment where I I failed, and I didn't, and so. Um, but you're human. Yes, I am. Yep. You know, even though but we're all human, human. even we're though Leo talks me up, you know, I, yeah. I, I, no, I, we're all human, bro. Yeah. We're not perfect. No. You know, so I, I felt that I disappointed my God mm-hmm. and then I definitely disappointed my family mm. and then I disappointed myself because mm. I never thought I'd be that person, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, coming to that realization that, um, that I was wrong. Okay. Way wrong. And, uh, but being, or being given all that love and support, mm-hmm. it just, it lifted me up, it mm-hmm. encouraged me, it motivated me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know. Why do you say you don't deserve it though? I mean, I, 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 I can't even speak about it because I felt that I didn't deserve it because of how wrong I was mm. and how severe my behavior was mm-hmm. and how just wrong and damaging that it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's short-term consequences sure. and there's long-term consequences sure. to that. You know, it, it, it's, it still lingers, uh-huh. you know, and you know, you don't ever expect it to go away, but you know, you move on. Uh, but you know, um, even though it wasn't, uh, the the ideal thing to do to make you realize something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to uh put everything in perspective yeah, that's kind of that's kind of human nature around man. you uh it, it it just opened my eyes mm-hmm. opened my heart to yeah. just this whole nother world 
of a level of love that I never thought that I would ever experience. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Mm. So not to cut you off, but you know, I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. Probability. (laughs) (laughs) Is that an inside joke? No, we're going to start arguing. Yeah. I'm not even going to go there, but yes, (laughs) but, um, you know, things happen for a reason. And like, like Mike was alluding to, or not alluding, he said it, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. We're not gods, right? We're not, uh, uh, we're not. So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to falter. We're going to sin. It's how we handle it afterwards. What we learn from it once we realize what we did. Because right. we're all tempted, mm-hmm. right? There's temptation. There's evil. 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 Temptation is not always evil, I don't think, in my opinion. But, you know, it can be. Right. And so. We're tested constantly. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes we're weak because we're human. But it's what you do. After you realize what you did and. You know, it's it. uh, There's no question about. That you that you are very aware about your action, your previous actions and the consequences. And no matter that that to happen your eyes were opened to this unconditional love from your family, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe if that didn't happen, maybe you didn't No, I'm not making excuses. I'm just, I'm just, you know, laying out the facts and the probabilities, right? Mm -hmm. The probabilities of things. Maybe you wouldn't realize that. And maybe something worse would have happened for down the line. But you know what? You were stopped short of something worse because of this. And like I said, no excuses. But I, I think, as you know, I've said it before. As long as we learn from our from our mistakes, I think we're all we're OK. We're all right. Well, I think one of the definitions that we use about grit, if you have grit, you have no quit. No quit. Then my wife should be on this show. OK. Oh, man, dude. She. Okay. okay. That was the well, most, that, that was the most cast grit. No, no disrespect. No disrespect to your wife, but you didn't quit either. You didn't quit. You still kept fighting, because you you despite you know tripping, falling, getting up, whatever you did, you didn't quit, right? You honestly, I mean, I'm talking out of my ass here, but you honestly think your wife would have kept investing in offering you that kind of uh, emotion if she didn't see goodness, if she didn't see the quality, she did it because yeah. she saw it. She's not stupid, clearly. Oh, yeah. This is turning into a therapy session. Well, you started oh, I need it. <laughs> I need it. No, it's you started it's it and shit. It's good. It's good. Anyway, my point is, and you know, take whatever that comes out of my bat my stupid mouth, uh, with a grain of salt. But the fact is is that you didn't quit, right? right? And that's why you're sitting here right now and you're gonna drive home to your beautiful wife and your yes. kids, right? And I'm you excited. didn't quit. You didn't quit. She didn't quit on you. And that's what grit's all about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the shit hits the fan and maybe through fault of your own. And let's be honest, sometimes almost inexplicably through no fault of your own, the shit hits the fan and you can either walk away and just, you know, lick your wounds or you can look at what the situation is and say, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. This is, this is my purpose, right? Cause that's really what this is all about. It's right. a, what's my purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And if this is my purpose, and I think the three of us will sit here and say there is no greater purpose in our life than our family. Man, there, there's there nothing. Isn't. There's nothing. There's no nothing. money. There's no toys. There's no entertainment. 
There is nothing that is more important than family. So if it's your family, you just don't quit. However long it takes. Yep. However many wounds you get. Exactly. However, how much pain, whatever pain is caused. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's what you did. That's why you're sitting here right now talking about this story. That's what we did together. So I'm just going to throw it out. I'm going to throw it out. You, You do deserve it. You're doing the work. You're doing the work. That's just my opinion. So, and I think that if you if you look at it that way, it, it'll put some gas in your tank, because she would not invest in something that wasn't worth it. She doesn't sound. She sounds like a very smart woman. Very. So she would not, right? And if you believe in your faith, your faith wouldn't give up on you. So why should you give up on yourself, right? And you just keep moving forward. I mean, dude, you've done so many things in your life that could have easily you could have chosen a different path, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many boys growing up you saw take right. a different path? Yeah. And then you go back and talk to them, and, and some of those boys, you look at them and you go like, well, shit, dude, he had more resources than I did. He was smarter, he was better looking, he had more money than I did, mm-hmm. he had more opportunity than I did, and, and the guy's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely doing nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you look at some guy, I thought he was dumb as shit, he just screwed around all the time, but he was just a happy person and just kind of like creative or whatever. All of a sudden, he's running some freaking company with multiple different divisions or whatever because he chased his purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And it sounds like you found yours, you know? Like, I, feel, I feel that, yes. Yeah. You know, not necessarily with my job, but no, no, no. with my family. With yeah. your family. With no, your family. I, yeah. I wouldn't. There's That's nothing your purpose. I wouldn't do for them. Well, there you, know? you go. That's why you do your job. Yep. That's so, why you do your job. So... On on this topic, I'm sure you guys have seen, read about this. On the most, to be successful, the more or the most successful people have, eventually have a balance, or or to be happy, actually to be happy, you have to have a balance, of work, family, and rel- or faith, not mm-hmm. religion, faith. What about okay. whiskey? Well, whiskey can be within all three of those, actually. Oh, damn. Okay. That's true. All three of oh, those. I was just making sure, brother. <laughs> yeah. You can sprinkle that whiskey okay. all over all oh, three. Oh, I like the sprinkle part. All yeah, right. That's good. Sprinkle it all over. How has it become so wise? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But but happiness is it will come from a balance of those three. Because if you do too much of one, the rest will suffer. You do, right? t- you do too much of anything and it starts to and go it, south. Exactly. It's it's great for a while, but then eventually it's too much of even, it, right? Even donuts. And one I of, tried. One of the other ones will suffer. Yeah. One of the other ones will suffer. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're the first guest, guest that that has brought in, you know, the, the subject of faith. Um, I, I think I touched on it before, but uh, brought in the subject of faith. And I'm glad you did because, um, you know, as, my, as Mike shared, you know, he's not big into religion. Uh, which is fine, and but well, I appreciate you're okay with it, and and <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, and, and, I, and thanks for accepting me. And I'm not, and As I'm he not shakes his head while yeah, he talks. Right? And I'm not. I don't mean that in a diminutive or you know put no, down no, manner. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'll send you a memo later. <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm not the, and I'm not the ideal best Catholic out there. Okay, I'm gonna say specifically, and not just Christian Catholic out there, um, but. You know, I I try to I try to do, you know be good to it. I try to be true. That's how I was raised, and that's how I'm raising my family. You know, how our family is 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 raised. But I do buy in 
to whatever faith, whatever your faith is, I do, I do believe in that balance. Mm. I think that is key. That's your foundation. That is your foundation. And, you know, you come to find out, you know, at church, at work, with your other family members that not everybody has that, that, that balance. No. You know, not everybody has that balance and you see it manifest itself, you know, eventually through other things. You start hearing rumors and you've seen things and, you know, and so. But what do you, what do you define balance by? So what's the ultimate goal of the balance? The the ultimate goal of the balance is happiness. Okay. So that's the ultimate life, life, happiness. Right. But some people's happiness is different than others. So true. That is true. So you might have an individual who doesn't want kids, who never wants to get married. Okay. And all they care about is running multiple companies, doing philanthropic work, and generating a huge investment portfolio for some cause that they want to do. And for them, that's their balance. It's it's just, it's different, right? But I think, so I think happiness is one tier underneath purpose. Because you have to first define your purpose before you can find your happiness. Huh, because without it, you don't have a, you don't have a, a, a cause to work at, right? Because every morning we wake up, we start breathing. We got to put some food in our system, make the body work, keep the brain going, right? And then we have to do something with the body and the life that we have until we have to let the body go back to sleep and then recharge during sleep to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you can do when you're awake is purpose, right? Purpose. And then if you have it, you're going to get happiness. Yeah. If you just have something to do, you're going to be fucking miserable. You're never going to find happiness. Some yeah. guy who's just hammering nails into a, a piece of wood and then he has to pull it out, hammer it back in again, pull it out. He's just going to get miserable because he doesn't have any purpose. What the hell are you doing that for? Over and over and over again, right? So your faith in your family, you know, I hear purpose in that and you derive happiness from that. Right. Um, you know, we talk about our family, um, you know, our careers, um, this cast, you know, passion project, all these are the things they give us purpose and then we get happiness from it. Um, so I think that I agree with you with balance, but I think that, um, it's different things for different people sometimes. Danny, chime in after me. If, if you have something to say on what he said, I- for once, I'm don't, gonna agree with you. <laughs> no shit. I don't know about that. Okay. But, yeah. I, 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 I just put, met the guy. So. I would have put nine out of ten bucks <laughs> that you would have told me bullshit. Yeah. No, bullshit. actually, you bullshit. you you enlightened me. Um, what? Because, no. Now you're just blowing smoke. No, on no, my no, ass. no, 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 no. Because I saw you getting jealous that's, with Danny. That's so, his, so. Hey man, that's his superpower. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's smoke on my ass now. So no. Uh, I, I actually I never thought about it that way. We have talked about purpose and how important that is. Mm-hmm. But in in the in the uh, example and analogy that I gave, you're absolutely right. Because because everybody's happiness is different. Right. Purpose. It comes down to purpose. It does in my opinion. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Do I agree with that? Yeah, yeah for opinion, sure, dude. And then purpose. If you're if you're fulfilling your purpose, you're happy. You're happy. You're super- whatever that may be. Look look at somebody like Gandhi. Yeah. I mean. Right. That guy's purpose was that cause. Right. And he put himself through misery in order to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. Got himself shot up. But I'm assuming he was happy because he was chasing. He was chasing that Mother Teresa. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are yeah. examples, right? Absolutely. Martin Luther King, you know, we can go on and on and on, you know? Yeah. The yep. Pointer Sisters. Yep. I mean, dude, it's, just, it's endless. <laughs> the Pointer Sisters. You lost me on that one, brother. <laughs> it's endless, hey, man. It's en- oh, you don't know her story. You don't know their story. Yeah, anyway, so. apparently not. <laughs> Let's lighten up the mood a little bit. And, um, you know, one of the things that... Pour on some berry and mallow. More recently, more recently that, that we're, uh, we look forward to and we'd like to talk about uh-huh. is our love for the whiskey. Yes. Right. But first. But first. But first, may I backtrack a second? Let's backtrack. I I think uh, I think I found uh, or I experienced uh, Leo's purpose in life. Uh, I think he was meant here. I think he's here to be an angel. What? He's an angel in our midst. What? Uh, If I can. uh, He's not. You guys are going to hug again. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. We'll we'll uh, do it after the. I I, I didn't (laughs) tell him that I was going to share this, but I shared it with you. Prior to oh, that's a hell of a story. To the podcast. All right. Oh, I think started. I know. I think I know what you're going to talk no, about. No, you don't. Don't you? <laughs> I, do. I think no, I do. you don't. So you don't know you the know, story. Um, Go ahead, Danny. During that time that you know things were just not going well right. with my relationship. Right. I remember uh, walking out to the front parking lot yep. of our okay. work. So you know, you knew. I, I know. Talking. Go ahead, bro. And then uh, so Leo's in the parking lot. You know, we're about to cross paths, and uh, he runs into me, and he stops me. Okay. And he just looks at me and, you know, and he just starts talking. He's like, hey, man, I just I just want to let you know something. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Um, He's like, man, I I had this dream. And uh, he's like, it really concerned me. He's like, I'm concerned about you. Wait a minute. How long you guys been friends at this point? This was was a few years ago. Three, four years ago? A little bit longer than that. Longer than that? Yeah. Okay. We'll say Four, okay. four or five. Okay. I'm just trying to get the appropriate context yeah. of a man walking up to you when you're walking in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he stops you and says, I had a dream about it. Yeah, him. yeah. No. So was, that's fine. Believe me, I, I had to think about it. Okay. How I was going right, to approach right, it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, just, no, so, I, was, I, mean, I was just trying to protect our listeners. All right, go ahead. He just let me have it. He's like, hey, I, I had a dream and uh, it, it just gave me this really bad feeling. And he's like, I know you're. I know you've been going through some stuff. He's like, but I'm worried about you. I'm, I'm just scared. It, he's like, I had a dream that, that's you, you died. You know what? Yeah, I, I, I had a dream, and uh, he's like, it really made me sad. And then as he's telling me the story, he starts tearing up. Yep. Well, that's Leo, though. Yeah, and him, yeah, and then Leo. he just keeps talking, and and it made me cry. Wow. You know, and and I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I know that I wasn't acting myself and that he can tell I wasn't being myself, you know, but he didn't have to tell me that, Hmm. you know, I, I didn't know that, you know, I was in his heart that, that, that much that, you know, it prompted these thoughts or these feelings that like made him feel sad. And, you know, he felt compelled to tell me and, you know, just the raw emotion and the love that I felt as he was telling me. You know, it was a, it was um, it was a giant kick in the pants. I mean, like this wow. guy didn't have to say nothing. Yeah, didn't have to care about me that much. I'll be honest, a lot of guys wouldn't have said nothing. Yeah, didn't have to care about me that much to even just have yeah. that. No, uh, you know, to, that to strike him that way, and he didn't. He didn't have to feel compelled to tell me. He could have just walked right by me. It could have yeah. been like every other day. He's like, yeah. hey, man, what's up? All right, you have a good day. Yep. Take it easy. Or just yep. BS about music or DJing yep. you know, or whatever. Just avoid it. Yeah. So, But no, he stopped me, and he made it a point to tell me. And 
the sincerity and the love that I felt, man. Thank you so much for that. I, I felt it. And, you know, that, that shook me, you know, and I, I, I carried that. I still carry that today, you know, um, that's I'm, crazy, dude. Yeah. So that's weird. An, an angel in our midst, man. Cause wow. you know, I, I don't know what I was thinking that day. I just yeah. know I was, yeah. I was sad. And then he just gave me, so had that, you, had you gave to- me a little bit of light. Had you told him specifics about things at that I, point? I don't recall. No, no, I don't think so. He hadn't told you any specifics. Not you just got the vibe. I just knew he was going through some stuff. You could tell the vibe. Yes. And L- then look at him now. I, that's, I just, Leo, that's I just, Leo, though. Just, I just, it's allergies. No, allergies. no, that's Leo. Leo I just Leo knew cares. he was going through some stuff, but I didn't have any specifics. Right, but, um, right. That, that when I woke up that night after having that dream, it was so... Uh, vivid vivid well not even vivid it was so moving mm. the feeling that i felt afterwards when i woke up yeah it didn't happen that night it happened like a day or two or three or yeah, three I, before i don't remember but i, I, just I didn't you... talk to you about it but it just it nagged me it nagged me enough that i knew that i had to talk to you about it so it it, it so you basically like hung on to it for a few days before for, you actually approached him for at least it. a couple of days yeah but it didn't leave you but it didn't leave me so I, I felt it was a sign. That sounds like brujeria, man. <laughs> I think I just clipped your mic, dude. No, 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 no. That, that sounds like brujeria, man. That sounds like some voodoo uh, stuff, right? That sounds like no, some, but that sounds man, like some dead just, chickens. I'm just saying. The, the magnitude of the love that I felt at that moment, you know, from someone that didn't even know all the details. Dude, that's, that's pretty powerful. That was amazing. Well, that, so, that's some cast grit stuff right yeah, there dude you know to have love for somebody like that yeah well to, and i'm just gonna throw it out there because i i wouldn't do it mm-hmm. like because i'm i'm not yeah i i think i told you before the show started mm-hmm. leo's the heart of the show yeah he he's just he's got the honesty that's what rotten tomatoes your your reviews are saying that you know leo's uh <laughs> leo's the star of the show dude i and i will take that seven days a week twice on sunday bro um because he he values the integrity of what Cascade is about, and really, go. I mean, it sounds like we plugged it the freaking brand a hundred times it, a million. It years. oozes out of it, man. Yeah, but the the <laughs> point, the reason that we keep going back to the brand is because what we're trying to do, like we we keep saying and everything, is that we're trying to find individuals that have that that um they have great stories, great grit stories, and that they kind of embody this kind of uh um character right Mm -hmm. so it's this is a medium for us to find people like you right and the honesty with which we go about doing that that that's really coming from him you know because i'm more of the you know let's you know let's market position value proposition let's just you know market position all these other things like that right and he's always that and so he can't help but feel that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then he has to do something about it mm-hmm. because that's who he is, it right? It was amazing. It was an amazing, an amazing experience. He has to. Do, most people wouldn't. As I said, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just let you. I would have mind my business, and I would have let you go. You know, you're a grown man. I would let you do your thing, <laughs> right? He's not like that. He's not taking anything away from you when he does that mm-hmm. at all. Like you said, he's just giving you like because you knew where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, some other guy goes, "Hey, man, you'll be all right, dude. Don't worry about it." Hits you on the shoulder. You're like, I really wish you would have just fucking left me alone, right? Mm-hmm. Just leave me alone. But what he does, you're like, oh damn, exactly. somebody actually gives a shit. Yep. 
somebody actually gives a shit about me, you know? Because I, I, you know, no disrespect, but I feel a vibe of like guilt and, and you struggle with all of that other stuff. But what he gave you w was different than that. Oh, yeah. It, it no. gave you like, I matter. I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he was willing to step up in the middle of the parking lot or whatever. Yeah, but it, it don't believe me. Like, like I was telling you, I, I don't think it happened the night before. I think it, I, I mulled on it for a couple of days at the very least. And um, it was one of the, it had never, this has never happened. Be, it never happened before and it's never happened again. I just felt so compelled to tell you that. And, um, and it was a necessity. And then I got it out of me and then I, and then I was fine. I was completely fine after mm -hmm. that. And like I said, it's never happened again. It was the weirdest thing, weirdest feeling. And and I probably, I'm with you that I, that I don't know that I would have done it. And maybe I I was trying to avoid it the first day or two. Well, yeah, you know, because yeah. I was like, well, what is this about? Yeah. But but something told me, nope, I got I got to say something. I got yeah. I got to get it off my chest. And yeah. so I did. And like I said, after that, I was fine. It so, went away. It went away. It's like it. It's after like you it was after you talked to him. After I talked to him, and uh, you know it. I did. I felt like I did what I had to do, and I didn't know any details or anything. But he appreciated it. He yeah. told me about it, and and that was that. Yeah. And that was that. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I I didn't think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. I know. In, in that in that respect, that it was nagging and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I will always remember it. Obviously, I'll always remember it. But um, I never it never bothered me enough to think about it anymore mm. after that. If, so. if there was ever an example of manning up. Mm. that was it mm. and, and your words are very humbling I, I don't feel that way it's just you know we're all put we're all put on this earth for a purpose mm. Mm -hmm. no, right I, yeah. to use your no. you know we're all you know we all have a purpose I get it brother and uh, you know I don't know what I don't we know I don't, I don't think any of us know what what, what ours is I, there's some it. people w w there's some people that claim they do and mm -hmm. that's awesome mm -hmm. and that's great for and, the moment and, and you can tell you know like oh yeah you were born to do right, this right, right. But, um, you know, I may have fulfilled my purpose and die tomorrow. I have no idea, you know. But, uh, yeah, it, that, it was what it was. It was it was a cool moment. It was kind of weird. But, you know, it happened. It was and, an impactful moment and, for and, me. And, and hopefully, you know, you know, it was for me, too. It was, it was, well, it was, well, that right there, what he just said, bro, that whether it doesn't really matter. Once you put it out there and for him, you, did, you, you served your purpose in that that small equation, right? Gotcha, gotcha. But okay. he's carrying it forward. He's carrying it forward. So I have an important question to ask you though before. Yeah. I was, did did you tell your wife you were dreaming about another man? <laughs> <laughs> She's met me. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I'm just wondering. Right, right. Well, that's see that's one of those uncomfortable things, you know? <laughs> How do you explain that? <laughs> Uh, too funny man uh, that's that's that, dude great story great story that's really good I, i'm I, well i'm not impressed i'm freaking but you already knew I, I mean, well what was the first thing out of my mouth you, you never like, heard that's leo. Story. that's leo that's leo yeah. that's leo but you that's, never heard I that mean, before man we should have started no. recording as soon as i got here because we had some good stuff 100 right yeah. 100 nice banter yeah. i mean but but yeah, it's kind of I don't mean to when I said that, I didn't mean to like reduce no the the but I'm just like that's just him, dude. Yeah, that's Leo. That's just that that's just him. That's that's crazy, dude. So we have so we have something else in common in that we're both married to Filipinas. Yes. Right? Yes. And so hey, I'm I'm not too far, far. You're not you're not too far. You're not too I'm far. Married, married to Korean. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, you know that, that's all good. And hey, my barbecue is better. <laughs> it's the same, but di- it's the same but different. It's I'm the same gonna, but different. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say what it is, and my wife's barbecue is better. You know what? I I gotta say though that that your wife, you know, in your circle of friends, you have, you know, it's pretty predominantly. They're all Filipino. Filipino. They're all so Filipino. Your your wife and you are, are honorary, just oh, like yeah, I am, pretty much. Just like yeah, I am, just like I am. Too. Yeah. But do they just ever like ask you if you're Filipino? I get asked all the time. If well, I'm Filipino. I, it's funny you say that because one of the things I told Mike, and I, he, I was like, he looks up. Filipino, but he's actually not. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. I never get asked if I'm Filipino. <laughs> not I even would. once, dude. No. Never. Never. I would never. I think it was the pale skin and the big eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just your thickness. <laughs> Why you always got to call me fat? I Why never you do. Gotta, you always got to call me fat. I never call you Shame. fat, bro. See, he's hurtful, Shaming man. You. He's I hurtful. Would, hey. I would never call you fat, bro. <laughs> hey, On the mic. Hey. <laughs> Angels could be assholes, too, you know. <laughs> just, yeah, that, dude, that... Actually, it's it makes me uncomfortable for you to call me that or to refer to me as that. It's actually weird. Hey, don't worry about it. I won't. You won't. <laughs> yeah. Won't. Thank that's, you. That's the only time <laughs> you're gonna hear that. <laughs> that that's gonna be weird. No, but seriously, I appreciate you for doing that. You didn't have to. No. And it, it was a huge impact on me. Well, I did have Thank to. Thank you. Damn. I did have to because Damn. I just you know. But you're you're very welcome. I felt like we bonded. You know, even more after that, you guys are gonna hug again. We're gonna hug well, later. He, he later. actually held my hair one time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. But we won't get okay, into this. That. Is this is getting awkward? Actually, no, it's okay, not. First, actually, first of all, cool Dan stories. don't have no hair. Super, right? yeah, super helpful, Leo. Even with a a bad wing there. To, to, yes, I don't think I want to hear this. Cool story. story. It's a cool no, story. Cool story. This is not about dreams again, is it? No. It's not. It has all nothing right. about dreams. All right. So, all right. this is for a milestone birthday. For him, a few day, a few years ago, a couple years ago, milestone birthday, and uh, you know, again, I was privileged to be invited, and of course, I was like, heck yeah, I'm gonna be there, you know. So I'm there, and you know, it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. He's having a great time, mm-hmm. right? And he's having a little bit too much of a great time, and mm-hmm. I can tell that. Uh, He's going to need some assistance probably at when he goes to the restroom, right? Mm-hmm. Don't 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 think that. Don't think that. Not not like changing a diaper. Yeah. This is this, this is, is getting weird, weird again. Not, not, not like not like that. Right, so right. so you know, he you know, to paint the picture, he kind of staggers, you know, bounces off his or bounces his way to This, this to is the at your home? No, we're no. at a little bar. A little bar. Okay, yeah. a little bar. We rented out a bar. Copy. And, uh, you know, <laughs> family, friends, uh, you know, I, I don't know many people there. All right. All right? So I I'm, right. I feel honored to be there. You and, you and the wife are there or just you? Just me that day. I mean, the wife couldn't come for whatever reason. But Copy. Um, so I'm there and I was like, dude, I, I like, dude, I'll go with you. Right. We get down there. And sure enough, you know, he's praying to the porcelain God. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. You just start drinking a little too much too fast. You know, I wasn't yep. pacing myself. But it's his birthday, man. Dan. Milestone birthday. Dan, I yes. know what it's like. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, you know, I'm there. And so, dude, I coach him through it. And I was like, okay, let's go. And then I was useless after that. It was time to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And I was in no condition. Nope. I was told to sit there. Yep, and not move. Don't so get up. So you wrapped it all up. So I he helped my wife single-handedly speakers and loaded our our Subaru or whatever it was, whatever yeah. vehicle you had. Yeah, yeah, man, bum shoulder and all. So 
he took the time to come. He took the time to take care of me in a time of need. And then even with an injured shoulder, you know, he's lifting up these 60 pound speakers, Damn, carrying them downstairs. And not, with the, up. not with the injured shoulder. Oh, well, anyway. Not with the injured so shoulder. <laughs> he's one handing it, you know, and my wife was very appreciative of you. She, I know she, she was. She speaks yeah, very bet. highly of and you. All I the time, bet. So. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I, 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 yeah, I, I stuck around, helped them pack up, you know, make yeah. sure they were, you know, everything was good to yeah. go. Yeah. And I pretty much said, I got all the audio, AV stuff. I'll, I'll, right, I'll wrap right. it all up. I wrapped up the cables to disconnect everything. I was like, dude, just relax. He's like, dude, no, don't do that. It's okay. I'm like, no, it's okay. It's all good, you know? But then again, that's in our culture, that's what we do. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. That's what we do. That's what we do. Right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't something I felt, as you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't something I felt I, I, I had to do mm-hmm. or I needed to do. Mm-hmm. It just needed to get done. Right. And he, and he did it. Just needed to get no done. No questions asked. You know, just but isn't it no interesting complaints. That, isn't it interesting that we say in our culture, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because, you know, in, from an ethnic culture, you know, uh, Latino or, or Asian or, a, you know, a bunch of other different ethnicities, there's this kind of village mentality, right? This mm-hmm. kind of like tribal mm-hmm. kind of connection with other people once you are spending time with them or sharing food, family, libation, whatever, right? That it's it's all for all for all, you know? You, you pick up the slot. You, yeah. you help each other out. Yep. You you do what's necessary to make sure everybody's good. You read the need. Dude, that's nice. a good one. I like nice. that. That's not my own. That's no. uh, a mutual friend of okay. ours. No, that but no, hundred percent. That's a very cool. That's a good one. I like On that one. Point. Read the need. Yeah, is that trademark? Because we're gonna steal it. <laughs> you could take it. <laughs> All right, I don't think he'll it. mind. Well, we'll use it. With his with his permission, if he don't mind. If he don't mind. First to trademark. Is he a listener? First to trademark. That you know. The the who? Alex. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, use it. Yeah. Read the need. Yeah. Well, read the need. Oh, yeah. You know what? Now that you mentioned it, he has said that before. I have heard it. Yeah. That's too funny. Alex, we're filing. (laughs) 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 You better get your lawyer out there before I get mine. (laughs) That's too funny, man. But that's solid. That's the truth. You're always just, you know, you're alert. You're aware. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in a room or whatever. You're, you're reading, right? And then as soon as you see that there's something there, you just, you don't like go like, well, is it my turn? You, you just handle just, it. You just handle it. You handle it. So. It's a good feeling when you have a community like that, right? Yep. Yep. So getting back to, you know, the balance of life and all that kind of stuff. And he's about to get deep. Yep. I'm about to get deep. I'm start talking about whiskey. I think. <laughs> I w- Actually, you started that I, down I w- my road. I wanted you to feel. Uh, I saw that you poured yourself some some water, some H two O. Good move. Which we need. Good I, move. We all have H two O. Good move. Uh, when you're done, I'd like you let me know so that we'll. Uh, I want you to try something, and I'll talk about it. But um, I've seen Danny. I like to affectionately call him Danny. Mm-hmm. Dan, I, everything comes out. You're, you're very affectionate. <laughs> but uh, I've seen Danny. You know, uh, it, at work. At work, not meaning like at employment, but at work as in his nature, who he is, um, be there for people as well in mm. hard times, in hard times, mm. in difficult times, challenging times. Okay. 
and um you know he's very he's very grounded in that in that respect and in, in that aspect of of his life to be there for people as well and uh you know you're you know you're very good at it cuz you know in a time of of uh of despair and stuff like that you can bring somebody to to peacefulness and that's a that's a unique skill it's a very unique trait and skill that not everybody has that I, uh, and i don't know if you learned that um over over your lifetime through your experiences or you were educated about that um and i don't even know if you're aware of that do you have a story where that happened man um I mean, I've, I've, not specifically, but at work through, you know, through uh, when people are feeling the worst. Okay. Feeling the worst, uh, including loss of life. Huh. And then, you know, he steps in and starts talking, you know, just starts doing, Sorry. I'm congested because I'm crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody's used to it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he does his thing, and uh, you know, he he brings so whoever peace like, and like calm. He was talking about read the need. He, he reads, reads the room. The need, yep. And if somebody needs the support for whatever, I mean, holy shit, you're talking about loss of life. So we're talking about up to yeah, up to the loss up of to life. loss of life. Yeah, yeah. He just steps up. He he does his thing, and you know. I've seen it. I've seen it happen a few times, and he's, you know, I just let him do his thing, and, you know, at the end of the day, we wrap up. It's all good, you know. Hey, are you good with that? I'm good. Okay, all right. Well, let me know if you need anything. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you have a story of that? Because you're not, you're not embellishing or boasting about yourself. He, he's calling you out. No, d- don't put it that way. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> no, no. You're calling him out in the sense that. If he was just going to go, hey, oh, by the way, I helped, you know, I felt I helped AJ and he, he was really hurting. And it sounds like he's, you know, trying to, like, talk himself up. That's not the, the what we're talking about here. Yeah. You're, you're sharing about how he. His character. Right. His, yeah. So I'm His. asking for a story where sometimes you can see something. Well, let's just generalize. If you Gen- can, yeah, let's generalize. If you can see something, what is it about a situation when you're looking at it? And you see something and you go, I read the need and I got to step in. I, I think I just, um, I appreciate the humanity of it. Mm. And I, I see people in crisis and mm. uh, I've been in that position several times, different instances. So you empathize. I do. And uh, I just try my best to, um, to give back what I was given, mm. you know, in different instances throughout my lifetime. Pay it forward. Yes, exactly. That's a good point. So that, that's that's great. So, you know, I, I've I've dealt with stuff that he has dealt with, some stuff, but not everybody can hold it together mm. Mm. and do what he does, mm. right? Like, I can't do it mm. necessarily. That, uh, well, I, I know you, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. That, that I can't do it. You know, there's certain instances where, like, I can do certain things. Yeah. But there's a point where 
it, it's too much. I would I will get like this, like I am right uh-huh. now. Uh huh. And I, you know, I was like, no, I, I know that I'm not going to be able to do this, yeah. so I'm not going to do it. Right. You know your right? limits. I know my limits. But his his talent, and I'll call it a talent, is that he can he can hold it together. Mm. He can be there for that person and just be calm and gentle and you know do all that mm-hmm. and uh, bring that other person through that moment so that they can take care of they have to, what they have to take care of afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you guys, most of this cast, it's interesting because I have very specific philosophies of like life and people and so forth. And for me, human beings are a duality. Um, it, I'm not inventing anything here. It's common knowledge. They, there's an emotional side and then there's an intellectual side, right? There's your creative and analytical. And they're sometimes at, at odds with each other, right? Oh, yeah. I, I would argue that we are primarily emotional animals, you know? Huge, hugely. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We justify our emotion with logic, but the reality is it's all driven by emotion, right? <clears throat> so, because we're such emotional animals, it's very easy for the emotion to get the best of us, right? And then we have to play this balance of using logic, which oftentimes is derived from experience, because we develop these processes of like, okay, when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to get a hundred different emotions and they all feel this particular way. And then I'm going to go ahead and put them in a bottle. I'm going to give my moment and then I'm going to go, okay, now I can think. Now I can do my logic, right? You were an operator. You were, you were trained. Leo's talked about this in another cast before. You were trained. Take a deep breath. There's ordinance flying past you there's all sorts of different shit and i have a lot of emotion about the fact that a bullet just flew by my head right that'll create a lot of emotion i have a lot of emotion about this giant man screaming at me and basically looking like he wants to kill me and dragging me off the bus but then there's this other side of you going like well i chose to be here i want to be here i want to i want to do good i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i gotta do right bullet flies by your head Holy shit. But at some point I have to make it out of here and I need to make sure my brothers make it out of here too. So there are processes I was trained to do. I'm going to run the process Mm -hmm. because if I stick to the process, probability shows that I'm going to make it out of here and my brothers are going to make it out of here too. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget that I'm scared shitless that bullets are flying by my head, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a complete civilian. So please forgive the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. When... Would you say that when you read the need that it's some of the you're you're hypersensitive because you've been trained to be in very high volatile situations and then you you read a situation and you're able to, like you said, empathize or whatever, and then really focus in on what you think needs to be done Mm -hmm. to get you or whoever through that next that next phase. Right. Um, Am am I off? No, I think you're you're right on because, you know, I. I don't know if they still teach it, but, uh, you know, they they taught us, you know, during boot camp, you know, especially if you're ambushed. If you have a situation that suddenly occurs, you know, you're, right. you're ambushed with something, with a yeah. situation, you turn into the direction of the fire, wherever it's coming from, and you go toward it. That is 100% as a civilian counterintuitive to what we would want to do. 
bullets are flying at me in one particular direction, fucking running the other way or mm-hmm. running left or running right or whatever. Yep. But you're trained to run into it. Yep. Wh- why? Because that's the only, that's your highest uh, opportunity or percentage of survival. Yep. You got to get into that fight, whether it's bullets flying at you, whether it's a problem, a situation, some type of adversity. If you run away from it, you're never going to be able to deal with it. And you're, like you're never going to be able duck. to, you're never going to be able to overcome it. But if you turn towards mm. where it's coming from and you hit it head on, not recklessly, you know, but if you hit it head on with intelligence, with intelligence, with purpose, mm-hmm. you're, you have a high probability of surviving it. Wouldn't you say that that's kind of like a formula for life? True. Right. Yeah. That's a formula for life. It's and maybe that's why you can't look away when a brother or a sister in need, in the room has a problem you go straight for the fire you go straight for the fire damn that's cool i never heard that before honestly you you know what i never heard that before so you know everything he said is is true okay so Uh, you got leo stamp on the (laughs) table fact check right fact check check. leo Leo said you're okay so now i can listen to what you said yeah yeah but it, it should be it should be um a rule of life it should be Okay, so honestly, I'm a father, like you gentlemen. That's my number one priority mm-hmm. next to my wife. Um, and that's a life skill that you're talking about right there. I, I remember remember when all the freaking uh, shootings were taking place in, in schools. Mm-hmm. And all us parents were freaked out of our freaking minds. Because every time we sent our kid to school, we didn't know. you know. Well, okay, I'm going to say I was freaked out. I was freaked out. I had three girls and I was freaked out because I'm a very protective father. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I released him out of the car and I put him in there, I was going away and I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And I literally sat them down and I like studied about how to like deal with incoming fire and running away from it and the zigzag and finding cover and all. I had, I was teaching them these things. Really? I swear to God, I was, you, were, you were teaching them tactics on, on how to. I sat all my three girls down. Wow, and I said, "Well, what we used to say, I said, girls, family meeting, and they knew what that meant. That mm-hmm. mean we, it meant it was either good family meeting or it was a bad family meeting. <laughs> we're going to Disneyland. No, 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 no. So sometimes it was a bad family meeting. Like, Dad's tired of this, and this is the way it's going to be moving forward. Or, I mean, you don't know my backstory. I, I was a single dad for like ten plus years. So I was raising my girls, doing my thing as a single dad. It was one of the, it is the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life. And honestly, the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Hands down. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. No, no, the mom, their, their, their biological mother wasn't like out of their life. She was a great mom to them. She loved them. But I mean, I had them like 50 or plus percent of the time. So when they were with me, it was just me. So anyway, so we would have these meetings and when all that stuff started happening, I said, family meeting, I sat him down and I studied it. And I said, look it, if, if you start coming under fire at school, we need to talk about what you're going to do. You can't panic, right? Because if you panic, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And I, I would literally say, I said, you're dead. I said, what you need to do. And then we talked about all of this stuff. And it's what you, what you guys were talking about. It's like this idea of like, okay, you're going to have all this emotion, mm-hmm. but you got you to squash it. And then you got to focus. And you got to do your thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what you were just talking about, and Leo, what you just said, I agree with you, man. This is a life skill mm-hmm. that, I mean, I wish they would teach kids. 
because it really teaches them how to be survivors, how to be have grit and 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 go into high volatile situations which life throws at us all the time, right? So yeah. guy tries to hijack your car, steal your wallet, yeah. whatever, whatever, break into your house. And mostly people are like deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the hell to do. Right. So um, you respond how with your level of preparedness or your level of training. That's how you're going to respond. Yep. If you never do anything about it, you're going to panic. You're going to vapor lock and something bad's probably going to happen to but you. But what civilian knows this stuff? True. Yeah. The yeah. average civilian does not. Does not, right? Yeah. And there's no interest. There's no interest. It is. It also depends on where you live. True. Because if you live in a bad part of town, you know you're, shit can happen. You're always aware. You're, you're always, always aware. Around. Right? But if you live in a nice part of town. You have no idea. You live in your little world, bubble. your little bubble. And you're walking across the street staring at your phone. Yeah. Walking across the street. Oblivious phone, to what's going nothing on. Nothing is ever going to happen to you. Yeah. That's the mindset. Right. Until right. it does. Easy target. And they have no idea. How to handle it. Yeah. How yeah. to handle it. Yeah. It's very true. So I know that, you know, obviously you mentioned that, you know, your brother's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. I'm aware that your father, biological father, is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Dude, this you know? is how you want to wrap this up? No. Okay. I, I'm seeing a... Not not necessarily... I'm you seeing know. a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. But And my sister also passed... Your sister, yes, recent. Yeah. Your re- your sister also passed. Okay, okay? I'm gonna need to pour some more. Okay, <laughs> and I'm bringing those things up because not everybody deals or has dealt with death in their family. Mm-hmm. Okay, how has dealing with that? How did you deal with that? What was it in you from previous experiences that that helped you cope with that? Um, it, it definitely does uh, shape you. It. It grounds you, it molds you, and it. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but first of all, I'm sorry, man, for your loss. That's oh, a lot you. of family, bro. Oh, thank you. That's a lot of family. Yeah, it's kind of recent. You know, it's Dude. all within the past two, three years. It, yeah. it, it, Are you serious? I, with I, the exception I, of my brother, my sister, and my dad. Recent? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. No, it, thank you. I had kind of. I, I honestly had forgotten about your sister, but. Not a lot of people experience the loss of a brother and a sister and a dad, you know, in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Well, early on in their lifetime, because I still consider you early on, you know, Mm -hmm. still in your, you know, your 40s. Thank you. Yeah. So that's a lot to deal with. So so I'm I'm on the I'm the way out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. No, it it, it definitely. um, It sucks, you know, but it. You, you gain a lot from it because you're you're thrust into this position where, especially for myself, um, especially with my dad, my biological father, um, just a background. He wasn't around a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he was kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless him. I don't want to talk bad about him. Yeah. Alcoholic. Mm-hmm. He was a cowboy. Mm-hmm. You know, he lived that cowboy lifestyle. Copy. You know, part of it is um, I don't think he knew. How to be a dad? Yeah, I don't know what his example was because I never knew his dad. I never knew that side of my that grandfather. I never knew him. Um, but it, it's it's weird because his brother, my uncle Ruben, uh, one hundred and eighty degree opposite hmm. of my dad. Super loving, caring, 
It's a different kind of man. Different kind of man. He was a man, <clears throat> you know. You know, family he first. Had, he had his mistakes, but um, loved family, loved me. Mm. Uh, he he, with aside from my stepdad Andrew, who raised me, mm. it was my Theo Rubin, and uh, taught me life lessons: do the right thing, hard work, love your family, love God perfect example you know he he would pick me up and when my dad wouldn't or when my dad say he'd come around and get me he never did and so he mm-hmm. stepped my Theo stepped in mm-hmm. and so he was my other dad mm. and I think my real dad had some jealousy about that mm-hmm. but you know he he made his decisions yeah. so you had a good stepfather oh yeah I had a great stepfather and I had a great uncle That's you know props to him th- I, I, those I'm, two guys were the ones that you know I'm a stepfather too, so I appreciate hearing about other ones that that care. Since I was three months old, took me in at his own son. Side note, um, we grew up in the projects, right? But they had a core group of friends. They were super tight. Mm. We all got along, Mm. and they would have these get-togethers, right? We Mm. were all public assistants growing up. Mm. So when the checks would come in, you know. Everybody party. Yeah, they they take care of the grocery shopping first, (laughs) and then they get a little extra. Pay the bills and whatever was left over. And it was a barbecue. That got you to the next check. It did. And so I just remember I have these wonderful, vivid memories of all of us just being together barbecuing it seemed like we were on top of the world having mm-hmm. a good time listening to tejano music mm-hmm. they were drinking you wait know, what's tejano music just tex-mex spanish okay texas mexican stuff okay so so real quick just to clarify tejano is spanish for texan right yes, exactly. right so but it's a common term in texas uh to be used so if you're if you're not from Texas, you might not have heard that, or if you're not of of uh, Hispanic or Mexican descent, you might not have heard that. Okay, but I'm a spa- I'm a Hispanic. I didn't know. You didn't know, but right? Then again, you know, you're Americanized. Me. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I just wanted to say that Tejano uh-huh. is Texan in Spanish. Right. Thank, thank but it's you. very popular. Thank you, Google Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> so jamming out, and then they start playing dominoes. So they're throwing bones, and they're all drinking, and uh, I I I. At first, it bothered me, but then you know, I, I love it when I, when those memories pop back in my head, mm. you know, because my dad would be sitting with his friends and they're playing dominoes, and you know, that's how I learned to play dominoes, which is awesome. This is your it. your biological dad, or your stepdad, my stepdad Andrew, mm. and uh, you know, they they were getting their drink on, mm-hmm. you know, the Miller Light and mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and he would just be hammered, mm-hmm. you know, but he showed me so much love all the time, and. That's when awesome, he when dude. he he'd be in the middle of playing or talking yeah. smack to one of the yeah. guys, and he see me walk by, he's like, "Mijo, come here," you know. So I go over there and he give me the biggest hug. He's like, "This is my son. That's badass, I love him dude. very much." He's That's like, "Badass, dude." He's not from he's not from me. He's like, "But he's my son, and I love him." And that's mm. badass, I was like, dude. Wow. I, I love 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 every time that comes up. That's wow. badass, dude. That's so, Shout out to stepdads. Stepdads. Salute. Shout Andrew. Yeah. So he took care of me. He raised me. And it's funny because he was a lefty. Mm. So uh, when he taught me how to play baseball, I swing left-handed, but I'm really right-handed. That's pretty and cool. I eat left-handed because that's how he, that's how he that's taught me. That's pretty so he badass, me to, dude. To do a lot of things left-handed. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, but so, you know, he raised me. And in addition to my Theo Ruben, mm. um, they were great influences on my life. Hmm. And strong men, strong men, strong character, and like if if there was ever a 
a cast grit example of a stepdad mm-hmm. that you, you that, included to be my my dad that's Andrew, awesome you know dude. that's awesome i i love i love that yeah. And uh, I forgot what we were talking about right before I <laughs> did a side note. You know what? That just means we're we're having good conversation, bro. Oh, yeah. like how it um how it shaped the, the all the loss. Yeah. So you know, um, so being thrust into that, especially for me, because um, my older brother had passed back in uh, 1999, and so when my when my real dad passed, um, it was all up to me. Like, hey, what do you want to do? What arrangements need to be made? You know, we'll help you out financially and but, you know, all the decisions are yours, you know, so with all of his property, you know, the decisions for his cremation and everything that comes along with that. That was on you. Yeah. And then um, wow, uh, the eulogy as well, wow. which I, I fell apart, man, because I, I. Yeah. You know, Who was I, had, I had mixed emotions. Yeah. Right. Hell you know, yeah. I, I had this anger. Yeah. And, you know, and then I was sad. But he he, he pointed him. you out as the person to do that. No, it just fell it me just because fell I was the next in line, you Got know. Mm. So, you know, he had a few other kids, but didn't have really good relationships with any of us, you right. know, honestly. Right. So, you know, being thrust into that, um, you know, it, it it leans you out a little bit. Mm. You know, you, uh, you make hard decisions and, you know, you're like, why me? Mm-hmm. But... You know, it, it's an honor. You, you, the as you go through it, you know, you you think of it as okay. You know, even though um, I have my opinions and feelings, he's still a man. He's still a person. He's still a child of God, and he still he needs to be honored because he he has he was a great person at heart, mm-hmm. and he was hmm. very generous. You know, so I I wanted to I felt that I needed to um, to let people know. Mm. That that he you know even though he made mistakes and everybody was aware mm-hmm. it wasn't a secret mm-hmm. uh, you know he was still loved and I still loved him mm-hmm. and I was sad that you know he suffered the way he did and um, how long after he before he passed was the last time you saw him a few months because uh, he was an alcoholic and he had a lot of things going on and when he would never tell me, but my uncle would tell me, he's like, Hey, your dad's not doing good. Right. So we, we made a trip over there to spend some time with him and he was still very closed off, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever we did our best to, right, to right, spend time. Right. And then that kind of just happened a f- few months later, just suddenly, you know, I got mm-hmm. a call. They're like, Hey, your dad's in the hospital. Do I need to come right now? No, just hold on. And mm-hmm. then he expired. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. part of it, you know, I feel guilty because I didn't just go, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I get it. I understand. And uh, I wouldn't have done any good anyway. It right. would have just been selfishly for me. Right. But, you know, we, we made all the arrangements and we took care of his property. And, you know, you, you get a glimpse of uh, how they lived and you get a, a little bit of a deeper understanding of, of who they were with just by, you know, this the stuff some of the things that, that well they, you get to that, see things that you they've held on to yeah, yeah you wouldn't have seen it otherwise stuff that it, that he yeah. collected or whatever right, and right. then you know people coming up to you at the services right telling them telling you different stories that you didn't hear right you know things that he did right you know so it it, it gave me a, a greater appreciation for him mm-hmm. you know and and just in life generally you know because you know you might have an opinion of somebody but you don't know what they're doing you know out of your eyesight or out of your um yeah direct airspace yeah 
same thing with my sister you know um that was hard because she was younger mm. and you know she left behind a, an 18 year old you know just gra- barely about to graduate high school mm. and you know he was the only child so that was his world was his mom mm-hmm. how, did, how did she pass ago um she had a bunch of medical issues and then uh she had kidney failure uh-huh. and so they removed one and the day that she was supposed to get her stitches removed from the removal of that one kidney mm-hmm. she collapsed uh-huh. and, and passed away right in her front yard wow so Jeez. you know that was tough and um she was younger or older? Yeah, she was younger. She was um, 39. Oh, my 40, yeah. yeah. So just dealing with that and then the priority being her son, just yep. making sure he was okay, yep. trying to encourage him, mm-hmm. trying to give him wisdom and mm-hmm. words of advice and stuff like that. You're still in Texas? Yeah, everybody's. I'm the only one here. Everybody else is in everybody Texas. In Texas. So. How did your brother pass a film, I'm asking? Uh, he was hit by a big rig truck. He was dropping a cousin off at work, and as he exited the driveway onto the roadway, foggy morning, didn't see the truck coming, and as soon as he pulled out, it hit him on his side, mm. T-bone. Wow. So a traffic accident. Yeah, a traffic accident, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You, you know, Obviously, you didn't have to, but um, no, those those are things that yeah, it, life happens. Life happens, and you know, you, you're sad, but then you, know, you, you start to um, think of what what you still have and mm-hmm. the impact that they had on your life and everybody else's life so even though their life was cut short whatever their purpose was you know you saw glimpses of that the ride is short though it huh? definitely is yeah the ride is really short i mean yeah really it's a, it's a short it's a short run it really is and then we just you know we make we try and do the best we can while we're yeah. while we're while we're running it right you know, so every day for me, you know, every night, good night, I love you. Right. Wake up in the morning, right. good morning, I love you. Have a great day. God bless you. And then throughout the day, you're sending text messages. Hey, I love yeah. you. Yeah. What are you up to? How are you? You, you know? think it makes us more thankful? It does. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Because when, when the loss of life makes you appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. all the the minutiae mm-hmm. of the world, you know, you're like, that doesn't matter. That right. doesn't matter. This is what right. matters. Right. You know, I need to be constant. I need to focus and concentrate on this because right. this is what matters. Because so many of us, especially here in the, I mean, I'm just going to call it out here in the United States, right? We're so privileged, right? Yeah. When you travel abroad and you see the world, yeah. you know, <laughs> when when you're talking about, you know, the archers in Japan and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you realize you're talking about Korea. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you're just thinking about, and I, I would say that that's the biggest thing that struck me traveling because I've been very fortunate to be around the world and when you go to these other countries outside the United States and you see the way people live, you know, mm-hmm. happy, definitely. Like, yeah. Genuinely happy, you know, and then you get in line and they didn't put the extra pump of vanilla in your Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And then you're pissed off for the, like the next three hours in your meetings at yeah. work. Exactly. Like you said, the yeah. minutia, right? Mm-hmm. First world problems. We were just joking yeah, about that too, right? At the beginning. Yeah. It's like, really dude, like, get a context a grip or whatever and we're all guilty of it. I, I know i'm guilty yeah, of we're it we're all guilty mm-hmm. of it i'm guilty of it you know i get pissed off off of stupid things that don't matter that yeah. don't matter um but conversations like this start to make you realize like yeah the the world people mm-hmm. their character all of that stuff matters a lot more than all the other stuff that honestly we get Dude. sucked into mm-hmm. paying attention to 
like 90% of the time. And spending the quality time with the people you love. Dude, because the right ride there. is short. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a short run. Yep. You know? Um, to what Dan said, you know, spending the quality time with the people you love. You know, sometimes we, we let, and sometimes it's because of responsibility and, com- and commitment to our work, but uh, sometimes we let work get in the way and, you know, other, other things get in the way, but. What's the balance really, you talked about, man? We really have to have that balance of. But that's hard. It's hard. It is hard. It's not easy. It's, it's not hard. easy. Yeah. Easier said than done. Let's just say yeah. that. Let's just say that. Yeah. But, you know, you got to find that balance and you know what? We started doing something recently, and it, we just took the first step. We we have to continue this, but you know, you know, as connected as it may sound, that Danny and I are, we don't hang out that much. No, we don't. It wasn't until this year where he actually invited me to his house. Yes. So, okay. So <laughs> I'm outside of this podcast. No, yes. No. Yes. Okay. So, so you know. Yeah. So you know. Okay. I've known that I've known this man, like what, thirty six years, thirty. I don't know what. Thirty plus years. Thirty plus years. Yeah, something like that. Thirty plus years. Thirty plus years. He's not someone to host to do like a lot. He he doesn't do that. That's just not. He's just he's busy. He keeps organized. Mm -hmm. He does his own thing like that. Uh, I'm the you're you're going to be invited, so you know. All right. I'm I'm the one who's like, Leo. And we live in the same part of town. Oh, you, we, you, you live. You, you guys, live down? you guys yeah. do. You guys live in the same part oh, he, of town. He, he, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I don't care about saying <laughs> that. Um, so I'm the one who's like my drive my wife absolutely out of her freaking mind. I'm like I'm smoking up some brisket. I want to have like 35 people over. I'm gonna order all this stuff. Leo, Leo, it's coming. And Leo's like, well, I gotta look at this. I gotta look at that. I <laughs> yeah. gotta look at this. I gotta You're look right. at that. 30 plus years. It, it and he's he's doing this, and he's like, yeah, bro, I can't make it. Nine times out of ten. He can't make it. I had a big old thing at my house for, for the pack fight that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and Disappointing loss, by the way. For me, <laughs> it really. was. For <laughs> me, it was. Really. I, I was just. Not really. I was just sad that he could, just couldn't get in because the guy's so, arms are so So long. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it right now. Mm-hmm. He tried. Pack was not supposed to fight that man. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It was, the he man was he was supposed to fight, the man that he had trained in camp for, mm-hmm. tore his retina. Mm-hmm. Pack at 100 million percent right to say pass i will i'll wait mm-hmm. instead he's pack senator freaking philippines and said i'll take the next guy yeah the fans want it so let's do it anybody who knows fights knows styles make fights oh yeah that was the shittiest matchup i have ever seen in yeah, my it life it wouldn't have been a normal it was matchup. like freaking t-rex versus like you remember that you remember street fighter Mm-hmm. With the Indian guy yeah, yeah, with yeah. the stretchy arms yeah. that would reach you all the way across. Yeah, that's what that was. That guy's reach relative to Pack was ridiculous. It was out of the gate, first round. Pack was struggling getting inside. I have I love boxing. I'm in the boxing Muay Thai and all that other stuff. Um, I don't get in the ring anymore, or uh, not, not that I fought professionally or anything like that. But I don't get in the ring. I, I love the bag or whatever. I have very short arms, as you can see. So long armed guys. I know. And I you also have small hands. Smells like cabbage. <laughs> Reference? Anybody know? No. Austin no. Powers. 
That's no, right. on, no I remember that. I Never remember that. Mind. When Never you said mind. it, I was like, process. I'm like, I've heard that shit before. <laughs> like, I've that heard was that the shit worst before. joke of the night. That yeah. was. <laughs> that was pretty bad. All right, Leo, Leo, take that out and edit it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, so I have short arms. So I know, I know that the only way I'm going to deal with, with a guy who's who's got long arms is push him into the court and get inside mm-hmm. and just work him inside. Pack didn't do that. He just tried to stay outside and box the guy, and there was no way he was going to win. So I give him a lot of credit. He's 42 years old. He's a senator. You know, he's going to fly back home. He's going to buy the presidency in the Philippines. And he was firing off the whole fight. He, he did not runoffs. get his ass kicked. No. He, he did didn't. not. No. He fought the whole time. He got rocked a few times. Yeah. He well, no, he or stunned. He, he, got stunned. he, he got, got stunned. He got caught. Yeah, he, yeah. he got caught. Yeah. He didn't it's get a fight. rocked. You're going to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fight. Yeah. He yeah. didn't get rocked. He didn't get, he got stunned, in my opinion. He got caught. The other guy got caught with he less. Did too. He did less, too. It was less, less. But he got caught with some stuff. Right. So, and you could see the way the guy was fighting. He had his arms curled in mm-hmm. and he was just pot shotting. Yeah. He was just waiting. So, um, anyway, I had a bunch of people over the house. I tried to get him in the house. He was too busy. He didn't come mm-hmm. over. So, it's not you. It's just that's yeah that's Leo. so my only ex- but back to what you were so my only excuses for not attending your events because you you guys are family to me oh thank you brother Kay. that's the first time I ever heard that from you no <laughs> you guys he are tells family me all the time to me. yeah <laughs> you guys are yeah, family but, to yeah me. but you guys hug I, I don't like hugging the, the, the only <laughs> reason I would not go to your events or to your you know if you invited me somewhere is because my own family. Had to take priority. Yeah, Damn. of course. Right, we course. know that already. Though. Yeah. And you know that. And we already know that. So, already, so I'm just I didn't, giving. I we're just giving. You ain't got to oh, get. No, no, no. You don't have to be mad about yeah, it. No, 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 dude. You don't oh, got to call mad. us out like we're like dicks <laughs> and shit. Dang, Damn, he's butt hurt now. <laughs> butt hurt, Leo over there. I'm not mad. I'm just letting the audience know that doesn't know me <laughs> that it's okay to to have to bow out of certain things because your own personal family. Has to take priority, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's about that balance, yeah. Yeah. right? Well, the family right. was invited, but that's okay. It was, <laughs> it was, and it wasn't. It wasn't actually. The wifey and I were all in. It, it came down to the the kids and. I honestly think your wife really needs. wanted to go. She did. She straight she up did. wanted to go. She did. Yeah. But you guys had other things to go, so we I, I we, get it. we didn't finish. Yeah. We yeah. didn't finish till late, and I was like, you know no, what? Dude. At this time, it's too late. Shit. So. But anyway. There, there's a barbecue. There's a smoke coming. So I love, I love smoking brisket, ribs, what have you. So we'll do that. I love what you love. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that at my house. <laughs> right on. I've got, I've got a few bottles. And my wife loves what you love. Yeah, so right on. So <laughs> I got a, two. I got a few bottles of whiskey at my okay. house. Just a few. Just a few. Just a few. Hey, I never show up empty-handed except for a day. Dude, but he does not. I don't does show up empty-handed. Not show up empty-handed. Come on. Hey, we j- we just talk about it. Read the need, right? <laughs> read the need. We all, the we need. always show up. We we read the need. We read the need. <laughs> so, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. No, dude, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. After when this hits air, I guarantee you, Alex is gonna go. <laughs> he'll be like, let me go try to trademark this. <laughs> using it. Too Everybody's late, brother. I already hit. <laughs> Trademark. The attorney's already got the name, dude. Oh, it's first to file, brother. First to file. First yeah, to file. It's funny how that happens. So but you were uh, saying we started to do something, or we? St- oh yes. So damn, dude. The guest has got to fucking cue you now. That's right. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> got sidelined. So it's just this. Just said it's not like him and I. It, although it may seem that, you know, 
we 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 we're so close and tight and all that we are but we don't physically we don't hang out that much it you wasn't until you, recently you we don't started call me? nope nope it wasn't until recently we actually started uh uh hanging out more and it's because of whiskey whiskey that's a very good point that you just raised okay because there will be some people that listen to this cast yeah. and think these boys have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and and anyway, whatever. So, <laughs> But the point is, is that one of the things that we talked about when we started all of this uh-huh. was that, and you know, I'm just going to say it, like when, when boys get together, mm-hmm. right? Right? And, and this doesn't exclude, I mean, I have three daughters. I have a beautiful wife. I'm not trying to be, you know, all this exclusive, like it's just a male thing. But- I'm a man, so I'm going to say, when the boys get together and they have a few drams, they have a little bit of food, and then they have some a little bit of music, and they get to just sit and chill and not be responsible for anything at the moment, mm-hmm. right? They get a, they get a liberty. Mm-hmm. There's something about sitting and having some good quality dram. With good quality people. With quality people, with some quality meat, right? brisket mm-hmm. ribs whatever it is and you're just sitting there and you're talking and that inspires great conversation <sighs> yeah you know what i was gonna say recharges the batteries hey that too it recharges the batteries and then you're good to go to go d- go take care of your shit you just go out there and you take care of what you got to take care of the direction of fire you're like dude i got i Moving got my on. liberty i got my liberty i'm back in tell me what i gotta do I'll do what I got to do because I'll take care of what I got to take care of because it takes care and I'll get my liberty again. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what this is about. That's you know, what, yep, exactly. Share a few and enjoy it. Talk about it. And like he like Dan just said, inspires great conversation. Yeah. Inspires great. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You guys. Yep. 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 It's good. Dan, thank you for the. It's good stories, dude. Hey, well, thank you guys. The stories, for thank you for the it. stories, dude. The tears. That was good. good it's stories. all, it's all, it's all love, bro. Thank you for the love. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you guys hug a lot. <laughs> and I will thank you for the brisket. <laughs> yeah, and then your right? future. Oh, it's on. It's on. It's on. <laughs> it's on. I can cook a brisket. Yeah, you haven't even had it yet, have you? No, I, I had one. I had one. Yeah. You had an early one. Yeah, I had an early one. So no, you. Have I haven't had anything recent. No, you haven't had a brisket. So. At, hey. the, at the pack fight, you just missed f- uh, eight full rack short rib bone mm. of uh, short ribs that I that I smoked yeah. for ten hours. Bro, that's my wife's love language. Right there. <laughs> oh, dude, mine too. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm talking fall off the bone. Okay, smoke rib. New best friend. Right, smoke rib. Exactly. I'll practically neighbors too. <laughs> oh, practically dude. neighbors. It's, it's some good shit. So yeah. we 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 gotta we gotta yes, do sir. that for sure. Hundred percent. For but sure. No, I I just want to express my gratitude and you thinking about me for this and you guys having me here and you know just being open to to meeting me and open to listening to my story and dude, we're the ones that are are uh, yeah. thankful. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. No. Yeah. Th- this is this is why we started this to bring people like yourself. Hundred percent here, and dude. I'm gonna go on record and say this is the longest cast. Is it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did it feel like it? No. No, not at all. Because we're just. This is talking. the longest one. 
You're usually By the one far. that stops us because I'll keep By talking far. fucking for like ever. <laughs> this is the longest, the longest one yet, and it, because we were having, we we're enjoying ourselves. It didn't even seem that long. So, so I, I, I always talk. You're the one always telling me to stop talking. So. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, good stuff. Danny, thank you again. We appreciate it. It, it won't be the last time. All right. Right on. Leo, Mike, it was a pleasure. Dude. Absolutely. It's Cheers always a that. pleasure to meet another Casper Ken. Yes, sir. And Absolutely. that's who you are. Hey. Appreciate it. Casper Ken. Keep living the life, brother. Yes, sir. Keep the purpose up. God Cheers. bless you guys. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Salute.